0: This is Jeff Combs, you're listening to Nightmare Junket, get a job at a sideshow. Your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from. This is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that laments the loss of analog erotica. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're taking our final look back at all the memories made, all the movies seen, and so much more that we experienced during this year's Panic Film Festival. And whether or not you've fended off perverts at a nudie booth, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your hungry heifer hole. <laughs> and if you're hungrying out on social media, we can satiate your appetites. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk, and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face, where we have an events tab, which leads to... Shenanigans! And post-festival shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, May 20th, if you live in the Kansas City area, all you need to go to is ScreenLand.com, where you'll find they'll have
1: your post-festival
0: shenanigans taken care of indoors. And
1: virtually. And the Friday, this is releasing. Ooh, are we? Is he going to put on his Jallo action
0: toupee? I, you know what? I can't tell if it's the Jallo action or the literary agent piece that Can, John Saxon uses is rocking. He that
1: same glue on that hat. The hat, it tips, but it doesn't, doesn't fall it, off. It's the same, it's that same hair glue. <laughs> we are talking about a film
0: that we talked about as an honorable mention in this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness Tournament. It is celebrating its 40th year of horror, and it's we are- It's rad as shit. And one we just watched, actually, for the first time, was it last year? Mm-hmm. As part of our Shutter shout-out, we're talking Dario Argento's- Tenebrae.
1: Bringing a little giallo to Friday Night Frights. And
0: I'm not going to lie. Amongst the many things involved with this movie, that amazing crane shot that goes like Mm -hmm. outside the house, in the house, and what have you, but the Goblin score. It's rad. It's one of my favorites, but in the main theme, it starts out with that little vocoder, and it's like... (laughs) I, I have forever thought it, he was saying, fire it up. So for some reason, I've got this really weird connection of Tenebrae and the crow. So I'm like, I'm fighting the urge to be like, fire it up, fire it up. And I don't know if that's good or bad, per se. Only if you're wearing uh,
1: black gloves. <laughs>
0: no, That's part of the Jalo starter. Uh, now, that being said, next Friday's Friday Night Fright <laughs> is... A staple in the summertime, (laughs) and I'm not saying that our first row is going to be the Gallagher section based on the cutoffs that I'm going to be wearing,
1: but genius, eat shit and die. Hey, Craig, eat shit and live. Why, just the other day, I was thinking, wouldn't it be marvelous if we showed Sleepaway Camp for Memorial Day weekend? Why, yes, that is a great idea. I think we'll do just that. Hmm. I. Martha's a trip. Martha's a trip. The whole movie, top to bottom, is. Batshit wonderful. Well, and the best part then is watching
0: all the first timers because every mm-hmm. time we screen it, <laughs> we more always go and more back
1: people to the back and look at Because the... like, like, okay, they so who's gonna them. see they this for the them, first yeah. time? Uh, like, yes, yes. And then right when, like, oh, what's going on? Let's see who the killer really is. We like to slink back and <laughs> let's just see the jaws drop. I think last time we there was an audible. What the fuck? Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. It was always, great.
0: always a good time. So we hope to see you out for that and then some. Now, the other repertory screening. going to be
1: a blast.
0: Always a blast. Always a blast. Now, the uh, other repertory screenings that are happening on the weekend of the 20th, one that's, and I've seen that for me at least, mm-hmm. and I know that it basically is all about kind of the makings of a movie and inside Hollywood, but I'd like to th- think that maybe a Clockwork Orange has enhanced it for me when I eventually see it, but. Singing in the rain.
1: To sing in the rain. I used to really enjoy those old school 40s MGM musicals. Mm-hmm. I think they're a blast. Singing in the rain is a lot of fun. But speaking of rain, if it's going to be outside, it's outside? No,
0: that's going to be an indoor
1: one. Okay, good. Because if it's outside, then I'm really going to be singing in the rain. like because <laughs> The sweat? The sweat. I can listen.
0: Well, a, a, a couple of movies that you might sweat through that are also going to be releasing that weekend... And the one that I'm really anxious to see is um, Alex Garland's Men, which I loved Annihilation. Doug, uh, do Ex Machina, how do I say that? Ex Machina. There we go, thank you. And the trailer for this one has killed every time it is played. And I don't know what to expect with this one, but I'm really looking forward to it. And then, of course, for all of you uh, more ribald folks out there, mm. the movie pleasure,
1: will be playing.
0: Ooh, heavens. As, and on top, of course, Doctor Strange, Into the Mouth, no, Into the Mouth. <laughs> in
1: the Mouth of Multiverse Madness? Something
0: along those lines, which
1: I'm hoping you dig it, genius. I'm hoping you dig it. I'm looking forward to it. I mean,
0: it's Raimi. It's Raimi, absolutely. Now, if all that stuff sounds cool, and but you don't live in the Kansas City area, and you're like, well, Greg, genius, how can I support Screenland from afar? Well, guess What? couple of ways that you can do that uh, you can go to screenlandonline.com and you can rent a number of films directly from them or even better you can become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com screenland where amongst the many perks they have they offer up a little watch movie watch party that genius and i partake in called the shutter shout out and our latest one is actually happening on may 28th mm-hmm. and boy oh boy We've got royalty in the house with yes, this one,
1: dude. The GGP.
0: We are going to be doing a double feature of the stylist, which just came out to stream on
1: Shutter, mm-hmm. and another pick that Jill is going to choose, which we don't know yet. A pairing from the director herself. We considered this your stylist sommelier.
2: Hmm,
1: I like that. And what could be
0: better to pair with those two films than all the extra content you're going to get? With our
1: yaggity smack.
0: <laughs> we like to call it the Nightmare Junkhead. Home game. Which includes a customized pre-show, introduction by Genius and myself where we give a little context to the films, customized trailer reel for each film, and of course, the post-film discussion of which we're going to have the one and only GGP with us. Mm-hmm. So if that sounds like something you'd be into, head on over to patreon.com screenland. But Genius... We're talking film family and Patreon.
1: He bellies. Don't forget, we have our own <laughs> freaky
0: little corner of the uh, film family going on at Patreon. What's
1: it for? <laughs> it's it's. He's trying his damnedest not to yell it, and I'm just egging him on. It's... I'm just I'm a little confounded. And like... it's for Honestly, <gasps> we. <laughs>
0: We will get to that, I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> but of the things that we are offering over on Patreon, if you're on our I've Seen That Tier or above, uh, you're going to hear our latest request and review that was requested by film family member Rod from Ottawa. And it's going to be vicious fun. <laughs> yes, it both, is. Both in title and in tone. <laughs> uh, we also have a number of commentaries, new movie reviews, so many things at your disposal. So mm-hmm. if you'd like to become a member of our film family, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, where we indeed have every tier from a squiddly-diddly to another time.
1: Another place. <laughs> it's too many squiddlies. <laughs> too many diddlies. I... Too, too many squidlies. Not enough diddlies.
0: The only thing Squidly diddly with freaking Charles Bronson were the veins in his arms back in the day.
1: Yeah, he'd be like he's like heroin addict patient zero. He's like he's not all this
0: so vascular. See Joe Ireland just like Charles, can you tone it down a little man?
1: Check this out. Pop. I I call it the pump.
0: Good Lord. Now see, this is what you've already da, da, made da, 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 da. both of our guests appear <laughs> from all of this genius because truth be told, as much fun <laughs> as we had at this year's Panic Film Festival, and it's actually many films that you and I actually got to take in. I
1: know, right? We didn't have nothing to do with it either.
0: <laughs> it was it was we were kind of talking off balance. I think this year, for at least me, I felt like I had a really good balance of movies to see, things to do. And then just you know keeping you know the the, the and songs to made. sing. <laughs> so I realized if we were going to do a true Panic Fest recap, we'd be kind of doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't bring in some people that actually took in a number of the films and made a number of memories. In fact, we're bringing in some of our favorite people's to make memories with. Now, of course, you know our first guest because he is a due paying member of the Brian Usna fan club. <laughs> Uh, you can read some of his material over at BoomHatty.com or at PitchKC. But more importantly, you know him as the host of Horrorversary. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Adrian Torres. Thank you for having me. I think th- this has become a tradition yeah. for us. What,
3: like for Panic about Fest four recaps. Years, mm-hmm. Four or five years now? That If it's the week after Panic Fest, I know that I'm going to be sitting down with the two of you guys and, and talk about everything that, that went on. What I saw, what you guys saw, all the
0: people we saw in there. Well, and speaking of other people we saw, our other guest here is a mainstay at all the film festivals and the cool cons, and you can find her always in the proximity of the uh, the bow, the head, or the interior. Please welcome back the blonde in front, Katie Glidewell.
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys.
1: Vince <laughs> Vega. Yeah, that's what I was going
0: for. (laughs) This is Mia Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, again, and it's one of those things where, especially this weekend, not only did Genius and I get to make a number of memories, but we also got to rub elbow with both of you, Yes, which to me was worth the price of admission in and of itself, (laughs) because one of the things I've really missed these past two years is the communal experience yes, the
1: parties the, the, the meeting of the people the talking face to
0: face and even as an awkward person myself i still like to occasionally at least <laughs> make an entrance or two and to be able to rub elbows with the both of you to see you having fun and just engage with everyone it made it perfect so i wanted to make sure that we got you both on here now that being said for our listeners that may not know please tell them where they can find you out on social media uh, plug and promote away
3: um, you can find me on Twitter at Yo Right
1: on.
4: And you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at The Blonde in Front, and Blonde is with an E.
0: Wait a minute what What other? Bl- what uh, are there blondes without an E?
4: I mean, maybe people can't spell. I don't know. Well, it's like
1: that song. Because I'm a blonde B L O N D. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, B L I don't know, who
4: cares? You're
1: Julie
0: right. Brown Julie Brown would approve, no doubt. No yeah. doubt.
4: So basically <laughs> Pat- peeping
0: in the window. In the- it all comes back to either Devil Times Five or Bloody Birthday. <laughs> Bloody birthday. birthday. <laughs> One way yeah. or the other. Damn killer kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, Panic Fest was celebrating its tenth year of existence. Um Adrian and Katie. How long have you guys been coming to Panic Fest at this point? Um, Because I know it's been quite a while for both of you. But what do you? uh, You know, we asked uh, Adam and Tim kind of some of their favorite memories from the past ten years. Mm -hmm. I know this is putting you all on the spot, but obviously memories made this year. But what are some of the favorite memories from Panic Years past for both of you? Uh, That I I think that I'm
3: trying to do math. So I think because I of course did virtually. Still, and came out to a couple uh, last year, and and saw Greg. I think at at each of the few that I came to in the theater last year, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm getting to see a friend at least, and we still had multiple seats between mm-hmm. us and everything. Absolutely. Um, but it's hard to to pick one because there's just been so many memories in the last like I think it's six six or seven years that that I've been coming to him. and but things that that stand out are are weird moments. That most people won't understand. So if I say um, the the podcasting booth of death,
0: <laughs> yes, oh yes, yes. Oh yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: would that I that, that the would f- be it. podcast booth of death. That <laughs> was, it, was fun because it was see through jail cell. It exactly, made like, it made me feel like Hannibal in, the, in like, the middle of everything, right? Or like you know, I'm Ian McKellen and in like X Men Two, you know. <laughs> but it was
3: it was it was funny seeing like looking in and getting to see everybody who was recording and everyone's having a good time. And then they they open the door to go out and everybody's <laughs> fanning themselves and and like gasping for air all of a sudden.
1: Cause it was a flower cooler and it was moist and hot. It was a goddamn <laughs> greenhouse in there.
0: And I will say, also, Adrian, you are responsible for one of my introducing one of my favorite screenings, the One Cut of the Dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which still to this day is still one of my all time favorites. It's-
1: one lesson I learned in that uh, podcast booth of death: mm-hmm. do not um, run afoul of taxidermists. <laughs> <laughs> But that Another is a
0: specific memory that I'm getting a okay, little PTSD right now, genius. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> That's just respectful. <laughs> like,
4: Katie, how about it yourself? Yes. There. Well, I mean, I think this is my fourth or fifth year that I third. One, two, three.
2: Sorry. <laughs> we try not to do math uh, on the show.
4: This is, yeah, I'm doing the math. I'm doing the math. Uh, I think it's the fifth festival, fourth attending. And I might, I believe, if I can recall, my first film that I watched um, at my first Panic Fest was Tigers Are Not Afraid. Oh, God damn. I mean, if that doesn't set the tone for the, I mean, that set the bar for every Panic Fest I've ever (laughs) gone to because. That ended up being like my, in tie, I think, for my favorite film of that year. And to watch it there has always had a great place in my heart. And um, then, I mean, I think that's, I met you guys there. Mm
2: -hmm. I met Mm -hmm. you
4: guys at that Panic Fest. And then seeing, that was the first time that I saw Joe Lynch and Adam Green. And I always talk about how it's like the... that instance that made me know that this was something different is to hearing them just be so open and honest about their experiences and about the entertainment business. And it just floored me because I was like, you know, this is no bullshit. These Mm -hmm. are guys that are like, look, we're not going to try and sugarcoat it. I mean, they were talking about divorces and their life and quitting the business and stuff. And I'm like, this is real. Like this is, fantastic and this is what people need to come to festivals about to actually see these creators and like be real and I'm like bump damn I'm done I'm I'm here every single year I unfortunately I didn't go last year I didn't I the timing I didn't know until late that it was there but um I'm very happy that a short that I produced was um playing last year in panic fest and I'm so happy for that uh, but, yeah, I will always love this festival and I will always love talking to you guys about it because it is always one of my favorite festivals. And I always tell anyone who's making a feature or short to submit to this fest every single year.
3: And I was going to say that I'm just having a flood of memories coming back from like the wonderful things that you guys were talking about, because, hey, thank you for mentioning Tigers are not afraid because that's. Another one that was great because both of those movies were ones that I actually got to do the the intros for mm-hmm. uh, because I got to I saw him at, at Fantastic Fest and was bugging Adam because <laughs> what so like if I go to something that like Adam for some reason isn't at like one of the first things he's like, what, what, what should yeah. what should be on the radar? And I'm like, I'm nervous to say because I don't know when they're going to be. But for Tigers are not afraid was that was one that I was like. Everybody has to see it. Everybody has to see it. And like when they got it, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And it was the same with One Cut of the Dead. I'm like, one cut of the dead, it's gonna floor you. It's it's going to just floor you. And so like when they got both of them, I'm like, oh my God. And, and they were like, you had been talking about these for a long period of time. Do you wanna host it? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And so hearing that that those affected people, it, like, it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And then um, Katie talking about Joe Lynch was uh, I, I loved and having the little memory in my mind when he was here that, that first year. And one of the things that he was talking about was because they were showing Mayhem, was talking about how fearful he was when they had the world's premiere uh, at South by Southwest. And he, he pointed at me and he goes, you know what I'm talking about? Because we we had bought it because that was because I that was one of uh, the first like big uh, fests that I got to go to was at South by Southwest and I was so glad to see it and like saw that experience and everything and I think it was like the day before um, th- they had the the movie crypt and everything he was he was talking out or it was at, it was we were at the tables yep. and we were talking I mentioned to him being there and he's like, oh my god, how how was it? I was so it's it's a blur and I'm like, no, it was it was great and it was memorable and like it inspired me because of how just honest and everything you were so so then the next night when he pointed everything i was like i i have that 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 moment but i mean that's that's an example of stuff that you you get to be a part of at just any film festival you don't know when you have these filmmakers are are there you get to learn these interesting stories that just enhances your experience so much
1: yeah and another great thing about panic fest is more than likely, a movie that you're going to see there is going to be on your top 10 of that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, 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 it's 99.9% guaranteed that you're going to see one of your favorite movies.
0: And it may not necessarily even be a movie. It might just be a memory that is made by yeah. yeah. one of the movies, where whether it's the movie itself was memorable or the stuff that happens on the periphery of the festival as well, <laughs> be that after hours with karaoke potentially <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but no i will and that's why one thing. whatever
1: do you mean sir <laughs>
0: but katie honestly like yeah adam and joe their candor of anything honestly helped me address my depression and then actually talk about my my separation and because i've always been very honest with people on the show because i think it's you know i've got a i don't want to say a relationship with our listeners but i if anything it keeps me you know
1: Honest and open. Honest
0: and open, absolutely. And when I, to hear him go through all that, like, yeah, it's, I mean, they're part of my Monday rotation. I support them on Patreon. Your like, Sunday
1: burrito? Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> Movie Crip Live once a month. Joe Lynch's hefty burrito, hefty breakfast burrito. <laughs> but even like this year, uh, he was walking up with uh, Becca, and I was just happening to be walking out, and he saw me, he's like, Come here! Yeah, and he just thing. It it made, it made me so yeah.
1: happy. It made me just like ah, I'm being hugged my John Lynch. It's like a big giant Wookie blanket.
0: Yeah, or a Wicket blanket
3: in this yeah. case. Yeah, well, uh,
1: yeah, a wookiee size <laughs> Wicket.
0: It could, I, I
3: think that's one of the the nice things uh, that he's he's become he's kind of both a a mascot and, and patron saint yes. uh, yeah. of the festival because he he gives everybody that time. Like I think it was Friday night. I was outside and I was talking with Jesse who was talking to, to Becca and Joe and everything and, and at the very end you know Joe introduced me to her and everything and him saying my name you just have that little moment that you're like he, he remembers me and remembers <laughs> but but I mean he's he's been he's been coming so long that you you formed this weird friendship with these people that you're also looking up to and everything that yeah. but he spends so much time just talking to everybody seeing all the movies asking people what they're seeing and enjoying and everything—that it's—it's. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about film festivals like this, whether it's this or something like Fantastic Fest or when it was going on Sin Apocalypse. That, that you have these people who who are mingling,
1: yeah. you know,
3: and they're taking in the movie, and you're getting these experiences and stuff like that. And so,
1: because it's, it's one thing to like um, see a movie with the director, and then the director's all like, Yes, I believe this film." Blah, blah, blah. But another thing, like. When the director comes in, like, yeah, this was a bitch to make, you know, <laughs> and then like be cool with everybody and like almost like, yeah, they're like stars; they're just like us, <laughs> just way more talented us, yeah. you know. H-
3: having having them look at something that that somebody just ordered from the bar and go, oh, what what did you get to to drink? Is that good? And then ordering one themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
4: well, and legit. I think also the appreciation and the i mean there were a number of uh creators that came in i call them creators directors you know whoever's involved with the film you know they're creating art and uh which with is the uh the creeping yeah i mean they came from england and that was a world premiere and they were so i mean that was again a bitch to make there's a lot of stuff that happened and a lot of emotional things that happened to the director and it's the Honesty that you know, I always am I don't want to say intrigued by, it, but it's mm-hmm. the honesty that I'm always I always just am so grateful that they're able to be this open with this, um, with this audience and then just appreciating everyone who stayed, everyone who's here for the QA. I love recording the a's yes, and yes. posting them on my page. That's like so people can experience that. It's like mm-hmm. if you can't watch the film watch this because that says that can say so much more about the film, but then, you know, watch the film, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, this is one of the most honest uh, festivals that you have and I love it. And I mean, you know, I always love everyone. I mean, Screenland land armor. It's if you want to talk about memories, I mean, it's, I mean, the, after the first, I feel like after that first weekend, anytime I went there, I, it's like I was going to see a family member. <laughs> I mean, yeah. every, it's like seeing you guys, seeing Abby, who used to be there, mm-hmm. um, Kaylee. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just one of my absolute favorite theaters. And in this amount of time, like from 2018 to now, so how much it has expanded mm-hmm. in that amount of time is just fantastic. Well, and, we're, and
0: we're we're all actually recording here in Screenland yeah. in the back yeah. office right now. So. But guess, I'm
4: not. Well, mm. no, but
0: well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's been really. I love the fact that it's within in our backyard, which is really yeah. nice. Um, yeah. But also, you you mentioned Katie. This is my home away from home. It has become that place that is my comfort place you know it's the place I'm I am working for the weekend (laughs) to get to Screenland. we're here every Friday night yes we are (laughs) and and like you said though it's because that we all are film fans we love movies the sicker the better and I'd (laughs) I'd like to think that and again the word inclusive gets thrown about a lot and I think it's sometimes used when maybe it's not necessarily you know applicable but man there's something I really think and maybe it's the Midwest attitude, but I think there's something that's very, very relaxed and chill and non-pretentious about this particular film festival because it's just for people that love movies. movies. Yeah. If you You love love movies, come come in here. You're good.
3: I I think that was one of my favorite moments for this year when it was on, I think it it was either Saturday or Sunday when Greg and I were seeing each other and we, we gave each other a hug and Becca happens to be off to the side and she goes, You guys are so nice here. Everybody's giving each other hugs and no one, well, no one man, does that's that. how we do it here yeah. this here part. She yeah. goes she goes, i in LA no one no one does that. And then she looks at us for a second and paused and goes, Can I can I have a hug at Greg and i were like, Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
1: now, I don't know how they do it in the big city. Yeah. But around these parts here, we give yeah. each other proper greetings. Well, speaking here, little of, lady. <laughs> speaking of greetings. I'm going to hug you tighter than uh, nuts on a new bolt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Only no. would have been better had you done that in a buck flower voice. <laughs> Don't, no, because then it would be creepy. Because I could be saying something more like, come here, little lady, let me give you a hug, as opposed to like, come here, little lady, let me give you a hug. <laughs> you know, it adds that that buck slime. to so, like. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> Jesus. He wept. He wept, especially on Easter. Now, Jesus wept. <laughs> can
1: you imagine Buck Flowers' Hellraiser? Like, instead of blood that gets fell on the floor, it's like Mad Dog. And like he comes in. God damn it, I've been in there for so long. Oh, shit. My old joints are probably the size of a. a- Roll with
0: blue balls. G- exactly. Give me a come to daddy with Buck Flower.
1: Come to daddy. Ew! Ew!
0: <laughs> ew! Okay, okay. Let's get it. Let's get it under control here. Yeah, what so, the fuck was
1: last year? <laughs>
0: so I thought the best way to kind of approach this review, because again, genius and myself didn't see, we saw quite a few films, but mm-hmm. not near the amount that uh, Adrian and Katie took in. So I thought we'd just do this day by day. Mm-hmm. Save and day by day, yeah. <laughs> <Save my> day. <laughs> so let us start with the preview night that was Thursday, and
1: I don't know what a junkhead is, but I want to be a part of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the minute that they said Joe, Bob, and Darcy, the male girl, were going to be kicking things off, I think that sold out within a few hours. Yeah, like four hours. It was crazy. How quickly that sold out. Thankfully, we were there, genius. Now, reminder, Adrian, Katie, did you happen to catch Bubba Hotep?
4: I was flying in from KC that night, so I missed Thursday. I think I told you guys my, you know, Katie oh, story yeah. of how I arrived. Yes, we all know that. <laughs> uh so no, I missed Thursday. Well let's although I have seen hatching. I have seen hatching. I, I did yeah. see hatching.
3: I and did
0: that's see just that. yeah, Adrian, you were at hatching. Yes. So hatching, I remember just seeing the still with the, the big girl ass egg. And the big ass egg, yes. Yeah. Now I will say this when we're gonna talk about the films, especially the newer ones, not mm-hmm. necessarily the repertory screenings, we will try to avoid spoilers. But hatching, yeah, what was that one like?
3: I think the best way to kind of pitch it is a little bit of David Lynch's Blue Velvet, a little bit of the the satire film, uh, I believe it's called Greener Grass, um, and a little bit of uh, trauma through the lens of uh, very clean Swedishness.
1: Because <laughs> Greener Grass is weird as fuck.
3: Yep, there's, there's definitely part. Katie, have you seen Greener Grass?
4: I have not seen Greener Grass. Okay
3: yeah cuz greener grass deals with uh, some things being a muck in, in in suburbia, suburbia. yeah um, okay. but teeth
1: and like all sorts of weirdness going on the, there, there's a
3: there's a part where a, a child turns into a dog um, but but it definitely has that playing upon what everybody sees with suburbia and things being rotten and weird underneath which is where the you know blue velvet part comes into it and then in some of the gross out bits, definitely had some moments that that would make uh, trauma fans huh. uh, a- excited by some of the viscera. But then it also gets into to weird um, social standing, politics, uh, parental politics. Yes. Uh, funny social media politics at points. But
4: yeah, I think th- definitely social media um, politics and just what you were saying about parental, like, you know, kids are kids and let them be kids and don't try and live your life through your children or try and make them grow up uh, sooner than they need to be. And I think the practical effects on that were actually one of the best um, of the uh, films in the festival. Mm -hmm. And I really, I, I actually like this film a lot. I, like the story, I love. I love the acting, and yeah, I think anyone who has seen a lot of influencers and stuff like that, it's not necessarily always what you were talking about um, as green as it should be. So yeah. I recommend this movie.
3: I, I do too. Um, to to go off of wood, you were mentioning about the practical effects, the CGI that that's in the movie with the bird creature is for how like for the budget of the film, it's integrated so well. Like it, yes. it, it, it feels tactile and it actually feels
1: like it's there. So there's a weird creature monster. Oh yeah.
4: Cool. Yes.
1: Very, <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Cause I, thank you. For, yeah. Yeah. I don't want like the weird creature monsters subliminally. You know what I'm no. saying? If it's no. going to be oh, a weird no. creature monster <laughs> no, movie, I want a weird creature. No, monster. no, no, no. Okay.
0: And I understand. Is it, is it, Body horror
1: adjacent at all, or yeah,
4: yes. I say yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, is it like David Cronenberg's Sesame Street, Big Bird Origins?
4: Uh, <laughs> kind of like David. Uh, this is what would happen if I got a great big like, egg. It's more like David Cronenberg's The Fly, but if the fly was a young Swedish girl.
3: With, ah. with with a little bit of the brood in there,
4: yes, yeah. Oh. Come, come, look at look what happened, David. Hey, look, look at
3: this. <laughs> York has nothing to do with this genius. Maybe it it also.
1: I, I, I licked the I like the it,
3: it all it also has a uh, a couple parental moments where you're like, maybe don't be so cavalier when uh, yeah. having conversations with your 12 year old daughter.
4: Yeah, that's why it's like, you know, kids are supposed to be kids. They're not your best friends. Like have your best have your own best friends with that. Don't try and and that I think says a lot about the parents that it's like, look, if you have to tell this to your kid because you're like, oh, I'm so glad I can tell this to you. No. No. Yeah. They haven't yeah. no. That yeah. you shouldn't be telling them that. The, no. <laughs> my
3: my I think my favorite moment of the movie is nothing gory. It's nothing big or special. It just has a part where the the main character daughter wants to go into the room and say something to her dad who's just in there tuning a guitar and she comes in he's like oh get you did you need something and she's like uh well and he's like i i got a new guitar it's it's cool right and she's like uh yeah and he goes "Oh, oh okay and then just puts back on his headphones like you didn't need anything else right okay bye and it's just how how understated but also perfect that it is like, well, there's there's part of the problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And I think any time that you can make people cringe via the 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 viscera and the, the like the actual effects and then also just the awkwardness. Yeah. That's kind of what Panic Fest is built upon is yeah. those weirdly, oddly built together films like that. Mm hmm.
4: I would say I was actually more I felt more uncomfortable between the conversations with the (laughs) child and the parents Parents, and the actual effects and stuff. Because I was like, this is just so I just feel so gross what you guys are doing. It's like, stop. So (laughs) So there's
0: basically Cronenberg's Toddlers
1: and Tiaras. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, you had Not my, <laughs> you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention, attention Katie. Yeah. Maybe David Lynch's toddlers and tiaras, Katie. I,
3: I I just want to say I think you did a really good job explaining that, but you didn't quite stick the landing. So I'm going to need you to 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 do that again.
4: Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: I, w- I was being the mom in
0: in the in the film there. The oh moment. oh
4: yes, now I get it. He, he can't help but <laughs> do that. He can't
0: help it. He's 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 putting he's thumbing his nose up at us right now. It's horrible. Yeah. So I didn't see Hatchling, but it sounds like I should. Although it's the hatching, Bubba. Yeah,
1: definitely fun. But fine. the Bubba Hotel screening was fucking rad.
0: And then again, the main thing is a large number of people were seeing it for the first time. Yeah. And to see it in Theater One with Joe Bob in attendance, the little intro beforehand where he did definitely lambast practically every title at Panic Fest talking mm-hmm. about... And Joe Lynch. And Joe... Yeah, well...
1: And Joe Lynch.
0: And, and Lloyd Kaufman and Mick, Mick Garris. Garris. Yeah, Joe Bob had plenty to say for the weekend. I will say this. I got, not I don't want to say roped into helping <laughs> Joe Bob at the merch table, but it was one of those things where Genius and I try to fill in spots when we can. And it just so happens, they're like, Greg, get over here. You're the assistant. And Okay. Then they threw me, they were like, do you have square thing on your account? I'm like, well, I'm a square, does that count? They're like, no, download the square thing. (laughs) So all of a sudden, my anxiety kicked in just a little bit because I'm like, oh, God, I got to do math. This is not good. This is so not good. But needless to say, between Stacy and myself, Stacy Pippa, who is also amazing and awesome, we were able to, to lock it down. And quite honestly... So many people were there to see Joe, Bob, and Darcy, and they took the time to talk with every, mm-hmm. and they gave them t- every single person time, and it was such a masterclass of like how to treat people that appreciate you, mm-hmm. and it was just so nice to see and to see people so genuinely happy. Yeah. Again, I don't think I, we could have had a better kickoff for Panic Fest. Just the the before and after between Hatching and Bubba Hotep, it was quite nice. Now that being said, let's head over to Friday, and a number of films. And I believe, genius, you and Katie took in one of the first films on Friday, correct? Yes, it's it's Krabs.
4: It's Krabs. Crab. It's Krabs.
1: <laughs> Poseidon wake up. He look at you and he say, goes, "Oh, I fuck, fuck up. up. Oh, I you fuck are up. nature's biggest fuck up.
2: Oh, you know who? else?
1: Do. You know who else have tail and skate and and shell? Bitches." Bitches,
0: okay. I missed this one, but radu. apparently,
1: the great Radu. Oh,
4: and that's it what you... has the best quotable lines. Like yeah. orphans, even orphans don't want to eat you. <laughs> so I, they I look
1: at you and puh, puh, on ground.
0: I heard this was very sci-fi esque, but in a yes. good way.
1: Yes, it is. Yes. A, a early two thousand t- sci-fi. Yeah, S
0: Y F
1: Y. Right. Right, Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel, but it was the time when they're like, "Fuck it, let's have fun and make fun movies mm-hmm. with like low budgets, very, very spirit of Corman. You could see the very Corman esque, but for they, it was it was significantly funnier than I thought it would be, and it definitely got more wilder than I thought it would be. I, I wasn't expecting like one, the practical effects were very fun. You know, I wouldn't yeah. say that everything was like, "Oh, that looks like a big giant monster horseshoe crap," but at the same time, I'm like, "They're passing, they're scary, and <laughs> it was almost—if I like was going to nerd knowledge it. Oh, ge-
3: genius! I I can tell Greg exactly why it was up your alley, Uh-oh. and that's because one of the films that I hope you choose, I'm just going to steal
1: right now. steal, Gremlins Two,
4: Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. and gremlins.
1: Yeah, gremlins. Yes, it was. Is it it's a cross between um, humanoids from the deep, oh, no. gremlins too, and Pacific Rim. Uh, oh,
4: oh. Well, and I think it definitely, and it had nods to like uh, Jaws, Dark Crystal, oh. Jaws, mm-hmm. uh, uh What's the Canadian show with the kids? DeGrassi. Who- no, no, no.
0: no. <laughs> the oh, Todd the Perbuke of her Evil?
4: And the black
0: and the blue and the uh,
3: um Rangers.
4: Oh Power uh, Rangers. Yes. It's, got, it's it has <laughs> it's like all these names. Nice yes.
3: Movies. when I when I think of Power Rangers, the first I thing I think, think of is Canadian.
1: Canadian. <laughs> that sounds like Degrassi. That's
4: the it's thing. Degrassi! It's, you know that's why, a city? You know why? Because because um <laughs> uh nightmare um Nightmare on film street. They're like, yeah, you know, from Canada, we, um, noticed the, uh, you know, power ranger stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Cause I didn't know. And but they, I feel like they had, I thought, yeah, but they did. De- um, crabs definitely had uh, nods to all these different films and it was just so, it was actually well acted. Yes, I actually, th- I think that is the key to it. I mean, the special effects, um, I've seen this, you know, streaming because I had to judge it for another festival mm-hmm. and I actually um, nominated it for an award. Seeing it in the theater, different? Maybe <laughs> not as great this is on a the TV big movie. screen as it is on the small screen. And yet it's so yeah. fun when you have cr- crabs that are like humming, you mm-hmm. know, and I get to say I love crabs and stuff like that. But I mean, it's like, it, genius. you nail it. I mean, it has that Corman that, um, essence to it but it also ha- and it also has that uh, Troma, Lloyd Kaufman and I love the fact that both of them have little um, mentions in the yeah. film in mm-hmm. the credits and whatnot. because as soon as I get that it's like it's a very Troma um, film directed by Roger Corman and I love, I mean Radu had amazing Radu lines. Radu
1: has great lines but it had a Seriously. lot of heart too. It wasn't just, like, let's make giant crabs and be stupid. You really actually didn't want bad things to happen to these characters, and you hoped that, like, people would hook up, and you hoped that the nerdlinger would find love with the main girl, you know? So, like, I was like, yeah, go for it, kiddo. And then when finally all the kaiju shit breaks out... Oh, yeah. Then you're like, this is a fucking blast.
3: I was the well, one who was 5050 50 is the one is is what Radu and the effects is what pushed it over the edge for me I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it I enjoyed seeing it with everybody I think definitely seeing it with a, a festival crowd uh, helps yeah I, 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 I was just a couple notches below you guys
1: yeah I think this is definitely like hey let's get a bunch of beers and the, and the gang together and watch a, a fun movie I, I would I would movie. want
3: a sequel that was just Radu.
1: Radu yes. versus more crabs, yes. or like maybe Pacific Rim, maybe Radu gets his own kaiju.
3: No, just just call it like you like you did. Radu versus more crabs.
1: Is there going to be an well, exclamation it's like, point? Oh, it's Two exclamation points. Oh,
4: that's not badger. That's not badger. That's not badger. That's badger.
1: <laughs> it opens up with a sex scene, like a full-on yes. beach sex scene. It yeah. says crabs, and you're just like, and okay, cra- that's funny. I mean- <laughs>
3: when when they're driving uh, through through the the city, and there's all the carnage, and and Radu's making little comments about everybody who's who's there. The part when he goes, Oh my god, get out of there! They're killing that guy. And then all the crabs stop and look at him and he goes, No, 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 please don't pay attention. And then they just go back to killing the guy.
0: And it's a bummer because I was going to see this one, but then again, I I, I got roped in to picking up <laughs> Mick Garris, which was wonderful to, to meet him. But I if anyone knows me and you all know me, yeah, I'm socially awkward, I'm an introvert. And if I don't know someone, and even if someone is nice, and it, I think it was the hair that threw me off to see it like right next to me and blowing in my air conditioning, I, I, don't, I wasn't awkward on the drive home from the airport, but I know I was unsettling him a little, and I felt bad. I, and maybe
1: I'm just making it up. Creeped out Mick Garris. Oh, I, I think The guy I who brought critters the to. Nicest
0: the nicest man on the planet. I just felt bad. So I oh, felt nice. even worse that I missed crabs. And I was like, God. So I told him. I told him from here on out, I am not picking up anyone from the airport anymore because I'm going to weird him out. It's going to start things off badly for him. God help me. We <laughs> Sorry.
1: Need, we need to pick him up in our ambulance when we get there. That. That's, <laughs> that's how we save the day.
0: And... Chuck Mangione is actually involved with the Cannonball Run.
1: Exactly. So, there
0: so go. that being said, so obviously, good. Crabs is a definite crowd pleaser. Now, what else happened on Friday?
1: The next movie that me and Katie saw was
0: Bitch Ass. I was there for Bitch Ass.
1: I, bitch I, Ass.
0: I, I will say
3: that I will excuse part of myself from the conversation uh, on this because I, I did see it. I wasn't the biggest fan, but part of it's because I couldn't tell intentionality versus execution which is what put me at odds with the film but i did make sure that when i saw the the film through south by southwest and i was having issues with that i still thought in my mind i need to suggest this film to genius because it's going to be right up his alley so so when he was choosing films and everything he's like oh i don't know what to do in this spot and i'm like dude i wasn't a big fan of it but i know that you are going to love bitch ass
1: I did. I really enjoyed bitch ass. I had a blast with bitch ass, and I like saying the name bitch ass because I can get around saying I saw this bitch ass the other day, you know. And so, like, is that is that any different than stank ass? It is. You know what? You got real stank attitude.
4: It Dang was- it! I was gonna t- say that quote. <laughs> well, that was my favorite Ready? part. Ready? Best quotable films. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I was still saying that like, you got a stank attitude, um, genius. It's like, I both. was still saying that on Sunday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you both started giggling like crazy. It
1: came out of nowhere. It's a serious ass thing. He's like a mean drug dealer just sent some kids to die basically and like they're going to this haunted ass house and finally like at the end you know what you got a real stank attitude
4: you got a real <laughs> stank attitude and I'm like oh my god that's so I haven't heard anyone say stank attitude in like tw- two decades right like, hey and it gave so the biggest me smile we got we had to bring it back Katie we gotta bring it we back it,
3: it, bring it's back. because the movie took place in 1999 so it was <laughs> I it I was totally. sure,
1: that makes sense.
4: That was the biggest time capsule moment for me. It was like that night, and like, you got the real stink attitude. I'm like, there you go. There Mm -hmm. you
0: go. (laughs) Well, this one was definitely a nice surprise for me in a couple of ways. Uh, Number one, just stylistically, I really liked what they were going for, be it just the use of, like, yellow and just the costuming and some of the lighting and the aesthetics. But then also just, like, the Street Fighter II-esque, like little matchup things mm-hmm. with bitch ass versus the various characters of the thing. And then also, obviously, what is it like drop for instead of connect for? Yeah. Surgery instead of operation. If you are a fan of board games and you want, you know, a, what would happen if like an obsessive board ga- boutique board gamer, yeah. you know, went off the deep end?
1: This is Saw meets Milton Bradley. <laughs> I can't wait for bitch ass too when he's playing like Crocodile Dentist with bear traps and shit. You know, well,
0: I'm a little upset we didn't get a variation on Hungry Hungry Hippos at this point.
1: Relaxed hippos, or like shoots and ladders, where there's like you got to climb up ladders or fall down the shoot and just snakes and shit. You know, but it was an independent feature, Mm -hmm. and it was budgetary limitations aside, um, I thought it was a compelling story. Very people under the stairs, Mm. um, with the whole like treasure in the house. Um, the whole switcheroo and bitch ass is one of those sympathetic villains where you can totally see yeah fucking i'd probably go off my nut too and start like would you like to pot a game you know and just like crazy shit so not saying i relate with bitch ass but i could see where he's coming from he's one of those relatable villains yeah i would say the films that i saw
4: on friday i wrote down it's like Okay, so I, I, I've i got a feeling these, are, Friday is films on independent films on a budget uh, <laughs> where you can do a lot with not, with very little uh, financing and yet Bitch chance I definitely, uh, it has that Blumhouse, Blumhouse, you know keep it in one location mm. you can do a lot with it yeah. uh, They I like how they you, I thought it was interesting how they kept using like Drop 4 instead of Connect 4 you know, just to make sure it's like you don't want to um, get sued for anything like that. The shitting. Definitely with the production design and stuff, you can definitely see the uh, budget there. And yet when they had some of those, like uh, it's not mixed media, it, the way they did the, um, like the four part camera thing, yeah. like that was actually the thing that I liked the most. Yeah. Like they had those a number of times and I was like, okay, if you, you know, you can't do much with sets, that house looked like it was basically... Uh, done for him. Put that money into that, and that's where, uh, and you know, put that money into different uh, camera things. And I mean, that's the way to do it. I but- love the fact that you have an antagonist who. It always annoys me when the bad guy has no reason. Like, oh, I did all this shit to all these people. Oh, you killed me. Well, guess what? Now I'm going to come back. Why? Why do you get to come back and seek vengeance? You were an ass, uh, <laughs> bitch ass he deserves vengeance he deserves yeah. to be doing all this stuff so i like that
3: <laughs> um one of the the few things that i did read up on after after seeing it um that there was an interview through south by southwest where the director was talking about that this was a film that he had had written it was really important to him and then basically the pandemic happened and they kind of had to sit around and there just got to be a point where he was like I I need to make this movie. If I don't try to get it done, then there's a chance that it's not gonna get done. And so they knew that was gonna hamstring them a little bit. And I guess what set some of their budget back was because of like the insurance Uh. and stuff that they were they were having to do.
1: Fire and and And, lives and shit.
3: Well, I was saying more so because of that that they were filming like, you know, during the pandemic and stuff. And and so it was one of those that like the budget they thought they were gonna work with was more hamstrung than they were going to, so they really had to be creative about everything that they were getting uh, done. But it's it's a testament that he was like, if I if I don't try to do this then I'm probably you know, not gonna have a chance to and, and now he's he's having his film shown at, at multiple different right. film festivals. I mean,
1: and that's a testament of being able to do a lot with a little. You know,
0: and yeah, also the fact that you start your film off genius. You talked about the fact that it's you know pulling from a number of urban horror films. You got Tony, Tony Todd, Todd
1: yes. being your crib keeper,
0: yes, and yes. it was
1: wonderful.
0: It's love so, that, and the VHS aesthetic as well. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely mm-hmm.
1: going for a certain it crowd. felt 1999 mm-hmm. in both like tone and execution, and I mean that in a very good yes. way.
4: Agreed. Well, and the casting, I thought, was fantastic when you've got uh, Quentin's mom and the younger version of her, that how they look so similar in different aspects of um, their facial feature and their smile and stuff. Like, that's mm, hard yes. to do. And, you know, the acting with the number of the actors was very, very good. I know what the lead actor in Bitch Ask, he, he didn't he win the audience choice for Best Actor at Panic Fest?
0: I believe he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So it definitely, and Bill Posley, or Bill Posley was the director of this one. Yeah, everyone involved, it definitely, for me, was my first new film that I watched at Panic Fest. And it was fun. And I think because of the fact that I was sitting next to Genius and Katie up in the front, that when (laughs) the funny parts hit, we all reacted. When the gory parts hit, we all reacted. And again, it's that communal thing. Mm -hmm. Had I watched it in the basement, virtually, it would have been different. But man, even in theater, and I think theater two was the perfect one for it. Yeah. I think it would have been a little bit too much in theater one. And that's Mm -hmm. what was interesting this year was just having the two theaters playing this time instead of all four. And Mm -hmm. I think certain films probably did play better in two versus one. I think this one definitely played better in theater two this time.
4: It's that intimacy in two that I think, you know, brings you all together. And I, yeah, I would agree. You, You feed off the... (laughs) <laughs> uh, you feed off the laughter You can also feed off the snores though That can make you very angry And have a pissed off blonde in front uh, That you have to poke somebody To get them to wake their ass up And uh, when I'm trying to watch a film And not hear them snoring uh, and, then, but, and, then,
3: and then I got cursed the next day And, <laughs> and ended up sitting next to to, to that person
0: Sleeping Beauty
4: Yes, but sitting next to you two, it definitely was with your stank attitudes. Well, with you stank right,
1: attitude.
4: But at least, Jimmy's <laughs> stank attitude. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's what, like, as soon as you leave the film and you just start quoting the film to each other, that's what I think that's why that yeah. first day, it's like I'm still, I know, I, I like wrote down all of the quotes. I'm like, I don't need to look this up because I, I memorize <laughs> it. I mean, it's in me. It's I hope, in my heart cuz I
1: love it. I hope they give the director money mm-hmm. and time cuz mm-hmm. I would like to see a full bitch ass potential. You know what I'm saying? I want to see like a big polished bitch ass because I think he has the look and the demeanor to not I'm not saying he's an icon, but definitely he can probably pull off a franchise maybe two two, two or three. Well, he
3: he gets uh a, what's it called? He, he has The the moniker of the first black serial killer on film to don a mask.
1: Yeah. Done and done. And it's it's cool aesthetic. He's an imposing figure in stature and intent, you know? But Mm -hmm. yet he's got a heart. And one thing I like about Bitch Ass, he plays by his own rules. He's fair in his game. If you beat him (laughs) legit, he's cool with it. I mean, like... It's different than Jigsaw because Jigsaw, he's like, Wanna play a game, I'm gonna put you in this and you gotta survive. No, if he's playing hangman with a dude, he has a noose around his neck too. Yep. So that's what I like about him. Like during paper rock scissors, he's like, Okay, cool, I lost. Fuck me up, you know? So at least he's an honorable masked
0: slasher. So needless to say, I think we all, for the most part, had a good time with bitch ass. Well, let's advance then further into Friday. I liked that Friday last Friday movie. Of the day. Hey,
3: would you say that it's a movie that left you with a Coos bruise?
1: Yes, it did. <laughs> it left me with the Coos, Coos
0: bruise. <laughs> Coos bruise, I, again, when we all heard that, we all reacted. Now, mm-hmm. it should be noted that originally, Genius and myself were going to go and see The Sadness. We had planned on it because Adrian has been another one that you've been... This was kind of your one cut of the dead. Tigers are afraid. They're like, well, because it's. I mean, it, first of all, it's it's controversial
3: with, and it's with, also streaming yeah. on Shutter right now. Yeah, uh, but it, it was a, a film that I saw at Fantasia uh, last year, and uh, if you're coming to to Panic Fest, you know that there's going to be at least one zombie film, and it's not just going to be one zombie film. It's going to be one zombie film that's going to destroy you yes. in in one way or the other, and the sadness. It is a movie that definitely has that destroy you because it's it's a it's a mean little movie and it doesn't let up on that on that meanness uh it's it's a film where the person who quote unquote becomes one of your main villains is already somebody who's uh not great as is as a human being (laughs) so then when they're they're afflicted like this it makes them even more terrifying and it's just It's a movie that you're like, oh, maybe this is going to be the scene where there's either some levity or something good happens. Nope. Okay. I'm on board for that.
4: Well, and I always uh, say, like, my little cinema cocktail for the sadness is, like, if you had, if the crazies in a Serbian film uh, made a, like, horrific, inhumane child, it would be the sadness. Yeah. Because it's one of those, like, trigger warning. Yeah. Anything. Anything goes. Like I know, uh, it's very controversial. I saw this at Telluride Horror Show, and oh, wow. it was my—I think I have to—I'd have to recall, but it was—I think it was my favorite. Uh, uh, well, it was definitely my favorite like horror horror film mm-hmm. at that festival. But it—I think it was my favorite horror film of last year, mm. just because it's extremely well done. Yeah. The practical effects are just insane. I mean they have some instances of just, just such depraved um, humanity that you will not see uh, in another film this year or possibly ever again. And it's just anybody, it's, I know it's a zombie film, but it's just one of those things that it's like, it just takes empathy, sympathy, any sort of human feelings, and just shoves those um, out the door and says, yep. "Look, I don't. There's nothing that's going to hold me back from doing anything, and anything goes." Th- there's there's and only two get- there's
3: only two things I need to say about the film. One, I took a a screen like I, I held up my my camera to take a picture of it when I was because for Fantasia last year was watching it uh, from home, and the the picture that I took I cropped out so that like no one could see anything else in the frame. But I mentioned to like help people that I showed it to try to sell them on it that, again, this is a Taiwanese movie. And there's a scene where there's a whiteboard in a room that has a whole bunch of stuff written on it. But the one thing that's important is circled and then underlined in English is we're fucked. Yeah. And the the second thing that I have to say to see if I can trigger <laughs> Katie here is Katie, mm-hmm. hospital, hospital hallway and leg.
4: Yep.
1: So is it Gaspar Noe's Twenty Eight Days Later? Uh,
4: I mean, yeah, like an irreversible twenty-eight days later. Ew. I, I mean, are, are we
0: saying basically any port in a storm, you should just be prepared at this point when you're going to watch it? Yes. Okay. Yes. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Because I am gonna be watching it on shutter. Yeah. I'm yeah, just okay. upset. That I'm not seeing it with a crowd in a theater in theater two at this point. Hey, invite us over; we'll come watch it. Do Katie? We'll we'll zoom you in on this one as well if you <laughs> if you don't mind. Now oh that,
4: my he, God! Yes, he will, he will.
0: He 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 will do it. I. I oh yeah, we will. We'll, we'll get we'll get back
3: to to everything you know very quickly, but very uh, behind the, the the scenes moment that I know that Greg and I have talked about before was uh, during. It was during the pandemic, wasn't it? I yeah, believe so. We did yeah. Fade to Black. D- during during the pandemic, we did uh I believe it was a horrorversary episode of of Fade to Black before yeah, the-, the release came out and everything, and Greg had found a way <laughs> that he was able to uh set up on Skype so that I could see him showing it on his projector <laughs> on on a corner of Skype so that I could watch it with him so that we had the communal experience of being able to watch it together. It was nice. It
0: was...
3: You know there's
1: your share screen
3: option, right? <laughs> <You
0: know>. It <laughs> hey, was early this is... on. We were still figuring yes, everything
3: yes. out. <laughs> and this, is, this is also Greg and I, who yes. we're of a certain age, that that we don't know how to do certain things, so we have to jerry-rig it. Very
1: fair. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm... There's a reason yes. we're not doing this on Skype anymore, okay? Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I would adore that because i yeah to see i mean Mm -hmm. people at panic fest they were asking me about it and i was like (laughs) it's it's a movie that should be seen Mm -hmm. i mean i it's again it's it's so well done but it is part of my french fuck the fuck up i mean it is similar to what i think french horror is where it's Mm. like it's just to me, French horror is just the horror. No one wins. Yeah, no one wins in French horror, and yep. this is kind of it. This, this is, is very much that. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Now, it should be noted, instead of the sadness, Genius and I <laughs> and actually me. got the opportunity, and, and, and me. And, yeah, we were all there. We were all there. Yeah, no, and we're all there. It was a happy, not a happy accident per se, but we were lucky to take in the U.S. premiere of Revealer, as directed by Luke Boyce and. It should be noted, on the day we are recording, it just came out, they are going to be premiering on Shudder here in June, I believe.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw that too. So that is so
0: freaking cool. So that being said, uh, anyone on Patreon can hear my thoughts on Revealer, but I'd love to hear your all thoughts on Revealer.
1: Not as 42nd Street as I thought. <laughs> you know, when, when when you hear the synopsis, uh, a, 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 a dancer and a protester are stuck in a nudie booth during the apocalypse. I'm thinking it's more ribald, right? No, and like I said during the during the um, Q and A, this was horrors. My dinner with Andre. Yes, and it worked for me. the 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 chemistry, the the conversation, the the politics involved, everything worked. Yes. You you know that you've been quoted
3: on that. By, by the by the director, really, he did he did and he did an interview after Panic Fest. I think a couple of days afterwards, and he goes, "Somebody described it as the horror version of My Dinner with Andre," awesome. and that just warmed my heart. I was like, "That was genius! That was genius!" Genius. Oh, thank
1: you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so he's I,
3: the, the reaction that he if he I can had, get that on
1: the if I can get that tag. Yeah. On the poster. Oh, there,
3: there's a chance he was taken aback by it. And now that he's mentioning it in interviews, it, it clearly struck a chord with him.
1: Cool. Well, no, for for being two people talking for 90 percent of the movie, it was it kept me captivated the whole time. Yeah. Seeing where this is going, what's going on, the dynamic between the two characters, and the whole like not mystery per se of the character, because they're not necessarily um mysterious, you know. Mm-hmm. But each of them have some sort of secret and mm-hmm. finding that out of like who's the uh who is
0: closeted potentially, and then
1: who's also the man in the other person's life mm-hmm. that they're talking about that's so important, you know. Mm-hmm. And then again the politics of it, and you know, I think I think. Especially here in the Midwest, we need to send a copy of this to everybody at Westboro Baptist Church just to be like, hey, here, watch this movie. Check this out. This will play a great double feature with Red State
3: (laughs) and Jesus Camp. Uh, Yes.
4: Well, and it was interesting, like, uh, that was the Q&A and, you know, the cast, three members of the cast were there. Uh, Was the director Yes. Their, yeah. Yes. Director Directors
3: and co writer. Mm-hmm. He, yes. he, was, he was in the dope ass white jacket.
4: <laughs> yes. And what it was, I mean, total, it was 21 days, like 13 days to make it and mm-hmm. eight days to write it. Mm-hmm. And then it was filmed in July of 2020. So, like right in the middle of the pandemic, you know, right when no one was filming and this was happening. And yeah just using two, like, basically one location, like, taking the one location they had, twisting it on its side, and, like, it's the same location. That, I mean, again, with Friday, it's, like, there's, you know, this, watch this, you know, watch the QA to see how they didn't think, because, again, this is what you can do on a budget. Mm-hmm. You can make a film. You can do these things. You just have to do them smarter and... um <laughs> do it like this. I mean, the performances, both those leading ladies oh. were fantastic. Katie
1: won. Uh, she won. Kato won. won yep. yeah. know.
0: And best she's actress. also, she's uh, involved in Black Mold as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what the yep. other thing, freaking Robert, Sarah, you know, all Pana. of them involved. Yeah, I just love that mm-hmm. film family coming together and collaborating mm-hmm. like that. It's they so freaking awesome. They make good
4: stuff. They're the, honestly the best crew to work with. Like, they, I've worked on at least three movies with them and it's, I tell this to everybody, it's like it's, they know what they're doing, they do it like exceptionally and they you know, they make sure to make it work Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and it was funny, the movie was very poignant and very funny I was laughing throughout and when the gore hits, because there's not a lot of gore for being a apocalyptic, you know hellscape, Mm -hmm. basically not a lot of gore, but the gore and the monsters they do have I thought they were impressive. I thought I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And Genius yeah. got
3: his got his squiddly. Yeah,
1: yes. there's there's squidly diddly in it too. And you got a Coos Bruce. Oh my <laughs> god. And the Coos Bruce.
0: The Coos Bruce. yeah. Not necessarily something you sign up in the high seas, as it turns out. <laughs> not that at all. Um no, this one was definitely a night this was a nice surprise actually, because mm. it was just a character piece mm-hmm. built around mm-hmm. this rapture s experience. And even the ending was one of those that
1: talk with me. The, I liked the ending a lot actually. It was
0: just it was it was perfect. Now that being said, that ended Friday night. Now then uh we all hopefully got a little bit no Friday night actually that was the night of the storms. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. yeah. And driving home no. from that fucking
0: no.
3: sucks. No, oh, it fucking sucks. You you get you get out of a movie that that has <laughs> that at the beginning <laughs> has has a storm and thunderclouds and, and, and all lightning that shit, and we go and out you yeah. all that shit. Right? The entire drive home, there's nothing but lightning throughout the sky. Man, I was
1: fucking white knuckling in a hydroplane <laughs> like three or four times trying to get there. It was just as bad as that one year at Panic Fest when it snowstormed. Yes. Trying Ow! to get home yes. from that. Fuck me running. That was awful. <laughs> I was driving the whole time. At least it's not fucking snow and ice. At least it's not fucking snow and ice. I was like the fucking carry the line. I don't believe it's books. I don't believe it's books. I do. I do I don't believe it's spooks. Right? It was just like it was fucking, I was like, man, this is a fucked up way to end a fucking awesome day, right? Not saying it ruined my mood, but at the same time, I was like, it definitely knocked me down a couple of pegs. So, all in all, it was a good day. It would have been a
4: great day if I wasn't fucking
1: typhooning it. Yeah. So, so,
4: yeah. I was just waiting, like, in one of those, sun, uh, like, lightning strikes to see, like, Cthulhu, like, yes. come out and stuff. Right? I mean, that was like, I mean, I, I... Wanted to my. Why is it every time we come near you, Katie? Some sort of like <laughs> natural
1: disaster happens. Last time when we were in Chicago, when there like tornadoes and oh, shit, that goddamn crazy yeah, snowstorm. And then this, and the snowstorm and... last time. Every time we wake hey, up, there's hey. like some na- like fucking. Does one of us have mutant powers? No, What's no,
3: no. On? I'm I'm I will come to Katie's defense because when I was in Chicago for for Sin Apocalypse, there was not anything like that it was that's what beautiful I'm saying.
1: is it the nightmare junkhead that's what i'm saying
3: it's you guys it's I'm you motherfuckers say,
1: fucking are you, katie are you are you the gatekeeper and are we the key masters like what's going on maybe maybe there is no
3: katie know. only
0: Zo there, there is, is no is skype zoom. only zoom only right. zoom well then transitioning into saturday um, I know things kicked off with, again, the shorts played throughout. I don't know. Did anyone catch any of the shorts blocks at this point? Mm-mm. Sadly, no. I
4: didn't watch. I didn't watch any of the shorts except on virtual
0: virtual. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that being said, what did everyone Saturday kick off with?
4: Surfer. Watcher. 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 Let's, let's hear it. Adrian,
0: Katie. Katie, you want to take this one?
4: Yeah. Watcher. Uh. One. Chloe uh, Acuno, mm-hmm. thank you so much. This was that Brian De Palma, uh, Hitchcock Rear Window. It was, I think, Micah Monroe's best performance since yeah. It Follows. Yeah.
3: Yes. I
4: loved the style of it. I loved uh, it. Mean, I mean, it's set in Romania mm-hmm. and she doesn't speak Romanian and to be in a foreign country where you're just completely lost. And then having the instance of someone like watching you 24 seven and no one believing you, I loved it. Uh, It is one of my favorite films of the fest. It's very Mm. stylish. I mean, and I, it's sorry to be sound like a girl, but it's like, give me everything in her wardrobe. (laughs) I, every, every, my little notes were like, I love this outfit. I'm going to get this. Look at that. I'm like, it just, it, but it just, It really does say a lot because, I mean, they didn't let anything, I mean, everything in her apartment, outside, Mm -hmm. everything that everyone um, wore, it was absolutely fantastic. And it also is one of the better performances from, uh, sorry, it's Zoe Kravitz's ex-husband. I hate that I'm (laughs) saying it like that. Uh, What's his name? It's Gloosman?
3: Yeah. Is it Carl? Carl?
4: Yes. (laughs) Carl Glusman, but I, yeah, I love that film. I think it's fantastic. And I want it to be like in major theaters. And I want Chloe to be directing more films because if this is what she's doing, please get more stuff in my eyes because I am going to be one of your biggest fans.
3: That, that one, I believe it's IFC midnight, I think is what it had before it. So it's going to get a wide release. I I completely agree with what, uh, what Katie's saying about it the cinematography in the Mm -hmm. film is is beautifully done uh there's there's some Argento hints in there uh a little dabbling of uh don't look now uh as as well and just like the way the yeah just the way everything is framed is beautiful the colors are beautiful um the the social commentary that's not beating you over the head but it's completely honest uh, in mm-hmm. the film, with just how how quick people in society can be to not believe or trust a woman who's saying, "Hey, something bad's going on. I need help," and then being like, nah, "I, I, I think that maybe you just have a little free time on your hand. I think that maybe you're going through some stuff, so you need to work it out yourself and and the ramifications that so that it's can have."
1: the movie.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think. If you're gonna do a good double feature from Panic Fest, Watcher and Midnight, I think would be a very yes. good double feature showing, you know, how easy it is um to, oh, you know, she's just acting crazy. It's like, well, you know, maybe if she just keeps busy with something, yeah, um, and it's all that stuff, and it's like, oh, you're feeding this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> my 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 bad pun uh that, that I mentioned about the movie is that it ends on a wonderfully great gut punchline of mm-hmm. an ending because there it just comes out and it literally hits you in a in the gut and then there's a line that I had to basically stifle a little bit of a laughter <laughs> because of just it's just it, it's it's pitch perfect but at the same
0: time you're like that's fucking great that's fucking great yeah. wow okay again this is uh, thankfully I'm going to be able to hopefully access some of these because I wasn't able to see that I was technically. If I'm being honest, I was teaching class in this very <laughs> spot because after that, I believe all of us attended Surf2.
1: Yes. yes! Oh boy. Bow bow. <laughs> bow bow. Bow Bow. I'm gonna <laughs> teach those Surfers a thing or two. Fucking Eddie doesn't that okay, surf yeah. two is probably one of the highlights of my festival. But yeah, it's
0: I I mean, and this was a repertory screening. This movie came out in 1984. I had Adrian had never seen it. That should tell you something. I held off. <laughs> this, I have. This, 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 oh, well, of course, well, yeah, of course you, you have. <laughs> but this,
3: this 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 was a movie um to, to to admit something weird that years years ago, years ago, like probably six, seven years ago, a friend had, had sent me a link on YouTube and said, Hey, I found this movie. You you have to watch it, and there's times that I'm like, I feel weird about stuff on YouTube, but like looked it up. There was there was no way to access it or anything, so I'm like, I'll put it on the watch list, and then years later, vinegar syndrome's like, th- this is coming out, and like when I read about it and everything, I'm like, I'm gonna hold off on watching this movie because this is a Greg film. <laughs> like, just just reading the description, this is a, a film that Greg would show at his house, either yes. in the basement yeah, or, or, yeah, so felt, or outside. Not in the backyard, not yeah. In the backyard. Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm going to hold off. And then I found out, oh, Joe Lynch is going to be, that I, I, I'm going to hold off even longer because I want to
0: see it there because I know I will get to see it with Genius and Greg and Joe. And Katie, as it turned out. And yeah. it should be noted, this is where we got the start of the Joe Bob intros. That he yes. was kind enough to record for all of the featured filmmakers that were coming in. And knowing it was coming in advance, I stood to the side and to see Joe respond when, and now a message from Joe Bob Briggs, his body language itself was like, oh no. <laughs> and to hear the goddamn it from him was just so delicious. And again, just the fact that we were all there taking in this film, experiencing it, Mick Garris. Also taken in an experience that I, it definitely enhanced the viewing. Yeah. yeah. Had I watched it with all three of you, it would have been wonderful. We would have had a blast.
1: Mm-hmm. However.
0: Yes. Just yeah. the fact that Becca, Joe, Mick were all there. Becca, the fact that she was the one that was the reason we were watching this. She was putting together all the special features mm-hmm. for the Vinegar Syndrome disc that Joe happened to walk in on and was like, oh, that's the movie we're going to do at Panic Fest. And... It was, I would, I I will say I had a blast because we were all doing the, oh, it's, and again, thank you, Katie, for correctly pronouncing Corrine Borer?
4: Bauer, I think.
0: Bauer. Bauer. Bauer.
4: I I thought it was Bauer. I remember, um, yeah, because she was, I, I remember watching her growing up and I thought it was Corinne Bauer.
0: I, I will I will bow to your expertise in this case. I wasn't expecting Terry Kaiser to show up. <laughs> Terry Kaiser in some cutoffs that would in like cutoffs. make mine look, you know, classy in this case.
4: I'm still shocked that Terry Kaiser and Robert Downey Jr haven't had a father-son role because yeah. anytime I see Terry Kaiser in an 80s early 90s movie, all I keep thinking of is like if that's not Tony Stark or how Robert Downey Jr. got in like you know, a little ins- inspired yep, for Tony that. Stark, I don't know what is because I mean they all, they look like they're identical.
1: <laughs> can you imagine Terry Kaiser as uh, Tony Stark's dad, but he's the professor from Tammy and the T Rex when he's like, <laughs> "I'm going to make you a suit and you're going to be able to do something Check this out. Watch, boop boop boop, see. <laughs> yeah."
4: And then, he, then they pull a weekend at Bernie's <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: weekend at Tony's. So question, Katie, since you, you and Jenny actually had both seen this. Jenny was also thankfully able to sit in on this one, which was wonderful. Uh, what was it like then to experience it with everyone?
4: Well, this is one of those cable staple movies. Like <laughs> I remember watching this on Cinemax as a kid. Now it wasn't one of those films that you know would play over and over again where you know like uh not verdict but missing or something like that but it definitely like watching this it's like wait a minute and i wasn't exactly sure that i um had seen had um you know watched it before but then <laughs> when it just came on the screen and i was like hold on i know what this is going to happen it's like oh my god i totally watched this so many times growing up it just you know, that nostalgia of just sitting on my shag carpet in front of um, the TV that I had to get up and turn the channel. Uh, yeah, that's right. I just age myself, kids. Uh, it just was great. And it's still as beyond crazy, mad lib weird as it always has been. I always thought, I mean, but Mick Garris, Um, Got that, because he was talking about it and remembering the director and all that stuff. I actually wrote down, it's like, did uh, Robert Zemeckis watch this film when he cast Eric Stoltz? to be like, "Uh, you know what, I think we're going to go a different direction. I know you've been here a week or two on Back to the Future. Uh, We're good. We're good. That Surf Two movie is gonna come. I think we're good. Mr. We're gonna Stultz, go with this Mikey
1: kid over here. Yeah, we, Mr. Stoltz, you failed to mention this Surf Two on your resume.
4: It has just yeah. come to my attention. <laughs> we really,
0: we really like this kid from Class yeah. of nineteen eighty four. Actually, we're gonna go a different yeah. direction. It's more family yeah, friendly. I think
4: we're, yeah, we're just gonna go
3: for a different direction. <laughs> I I uh, ended up watching a movie uh, later that night because I had a a weird like flash. Moment while while watching it, when uh, when Eddie Deason walks in to the movie theater, when when it uh, dressed dressed as a as a cowboy, it, it made me think of the last time that I saw uh, a nerdlinger type dressed as a cowboy, and that evening I had to watch Inner Space uh, because when no. I when I saw I when I saw cowboy. Eddie Deason Dressed like that, all I thought of is my brain was my brain all of a sudden was replacing Robert Picardo, Picardo. in that in that film <laughs> with Eddie Deason instead, and I'm like, now now I want to live in the world where that was the character where Eddie Deason is.
1: It's the one. Actually, give me
0: Joe Dante Surf too.
1: <laughs> yeah, is it bad that I when he came out in that cowboy outfit, I was thinking Pee Wee when he comes out of the trailer <laughs> and he's I get, in
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was waiting for Eddie Deason to go. Andy, and then like run away. <laughs> Needless to say, I think
0: going back to the fade to black, Miss Marilyn. Yeah, yeah. Marilyn's in there from there.
1: Yeah, no, it As was a former uh, what ago they called her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen Surf Two, do yourself a favor. There is a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray but that get is a put whole bunch out. of
1: people and yes. a whole bunch of liquor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and buzz, cola. A buzz, yeah, buzz Cola, little Buzz Cola.
0: No, that one was, and again, they do a number of repertory screenings during Panic Fest because you'll get the new stuff and ska yeah. and ska ska ska. Do oh, you Jamaica ska? ska? ska, ska. Uh huh, uh
1: huh, uh huh.
0: <laughs> the soundtrack was unreal. Soundtrack was fucking rad. Here,
3: here here's the important question. Out of because th- there's there's four people here. Out of the four people who were here, who happened to have the the Panic Slush during the the oh. screening of Surf Two? Oh, I did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Only two of us. Oh. I, I
4: had to drive. I, <laughs> I saw,
3: I saw at least like twelve people, yes. twelve to like twelve to thirteen people who all had it because it it had the the crazy pink coloring that it just felt like it was perfect to watch was served to. Joe was drinking
0: one, doing the little processing afterwards. Like, again, yeah, and I think everyone had a blast. Oh yeah, and that's the best thing because again I you had could. Them. You could hear it. You could feel it. Oh, oh, genius! Did, did you have a blast? Oh. Yes, I did. Well, as we <laughs> talked last week during that magical let me, let me ask you all this because again we talked about it. We knew the importance when it was happened. Adrian, Katie, when Genius started singing the Hungry Heifer song,
3: I I was I was sitting next <laughs> to to John and Kimberly from Nightmare uh, on Film Street, Nightmare on Film Street, and Genius started and they go. Oh my gosh. And I go, no, no, no. If he has a chance, just wait. He will do the entire song. And and so sure enough, they started to lean forward a little bit. And then you stop for a second and they kind of leaned back. And then what happens?
1: <laughs> then I keep going because oh, yeah. I notice I noticed that fucking McGarris is singing along. And I'm like, yeah. shit. Yes. Try <laughs> <Child> a <laughs> of hamburgers, some buffalo chips.
3: wash it all down with a
1: moose shake, (laughs) pat your belly and smack your lips, (laughs) suck four hours on your fingertips at the hungry heifer, (laughs) we We won't give give you a bum steer. And
0: that's a memory made at Panic Fest. Well, the fact that he then afterwards started applauding you.
1: Yes, I was like my, my my feet were doing the little ninja kicks. Ready? I was like making fucking biscuits. I was excited.
3: I I would, It was one of those moments where where uh, to, to see it was one thing, yeah. but then also the infectious joy oh, that that you get and knowing how much this means to your friend yes. Yes. and getting to them to see this moment. Like the moment itself is great, but just watching genius and the look on his face. <laughs> And, and then Mick Garrett's are clapping with him. It's like, this This is, this is it. what it's all about right here.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the memory. That's the memory, <laughs> man, I'll never forget. That's I'd but well, there with Cat Hole and Fabio Fritsi.
4: <laughs> and, and you don't ever have to forget it because I uh, videoed, I live streamed the entire thing. And when you were doing your. <laughs> beautiful beautiful rendition i made sure to zoom in on you and then zoom in on mick garris who's like he's this is just gonna make my wife so happy because she wrote that song
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's wonderful
0: So after Surf 2, <laughs> I know we immediately went down and took care of our little game of games, uh, the live game show. So please check that if you haven't already. And thankfully, Adrian and Katie were kind enough to come down and participate. But then what happened afterwards, everyone? What else did you guys see?
3: Um, I didn't <coughs> see at that time, but it was in the, since we were going through the, uh, the, the schedule, I uh, was able to catch the screeners of both uh, Malibu Horror Story. And Don breaks behind the eyes. Did you see either one of those, Katie?
4: No, I was going to, and then I was late, and then I was late <laughs> to meet you guys because I couldn't find where you were. So I was like, "Well, crappers." Uh, the next movie that I saw was Allegoria. Ah, yes. um,
3: So Malibu ho- Horror Story, if if you if you like uh, found footage, give it a try. It does something different. It didn't completely hook me. Um, Uh, It does a very interesting perspective shift in part of it that I liked when it was being creative, but then when it just kind of became a regular movie, I was a little less interested. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it has some cool contortionism. (laughs) So contortionism is coming back in horror, and that's an an important thing. Not not as good as Gabriel, but um, Don uh, breaks behind the eyes, uh, caught me off guard when I saw it, because it, um, it was playing at the same time that you guys were, but I had it on my list, so that's why I was like, I need to watch this mm-hmm. at some point. So this past weekend, when the virtual was still going on, I was able to to catch it then, and I was really surprised by it. Uh, because it's one thing to say, hey, this movie feels like it's a 60s, 70s, uh, Euro-thriller And it's another to to be like no this movie appears to be plucked from time and transplanted now because everything from the cinematography the music that's in there the acting uh the wardrobe even the kind of imperceptible maybe i don't fully understand the film and i need to watch it a couple times aspect to to the movie really took me away and i was like okay this is really impressive and then Probably about twenty-five to thirty minutes into the film, it pulls the rug out from you, and becomes <laughs> something different. And I was like, "Okay." And then it takes another little shift and adds a, a layer to it. And I was like, "Okay, this is this is interesting." Uh, and then it made me feel uncomfortable uh, because it has a uh, orgy towards the end um, that becomes kind of on par with God damn
1: shunting from society. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You cannot escape the specter of the shunting. Nobody forgets the shunting.
0: And uh, that has to be somewhat traumatic. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. That's why I had to admit it here, because everyone who listens to your goddamn show (laughs) knows about me and knows about the things that you guys have done to me. And even here, when you had the intro, you decided to bring it up again. So yeah, so so sitting there sitting there at, at home, watching it on headphones during the daytime, and, and all it gets of a sudden,
1: to this. Yeah, he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, bloop, one shoulder comes, a little genius, bloop, then another shoulder comes, a little Greg, shunting, shunting, shunting. Okay, and I'm just the sitting there going, going no,
3: no, 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 no. Like, it started off and. And as I was telling them off mic that it starts off as a perfectly normal orgy, which I know is a a weird thing to say. But then all of a sudden, things turned more goopy and liquidy (laughs) and things look like they're fusing. And I'm like, fuck, no, I don't want to be here. This is my nightmare. Why is it now? (laughs) after maybe a month of not having anything in the world or a person or Twitter or something referenced the society, and all of a sudden, no, this movie out of nowhere brings it up. I still, I, I really, really, really like the movie, but it got to that point and I was, was like,
0: Functioning member of society. Fucking society. And you, you mentioned Emmy society. heard you from afar. Yeah. It was like, it was like are you okay? okay? And I'm like,
3: yeah, they've got a C that's that's just like goddamn society, and she goes, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I am laughing with my friend. I swear to God, because it's just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, says says
3: it the, is... the 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 motherfucker who who programmed a movie <laughs> knowing what it would do to me.
4: <laughs> that was you can blame a number. Well, of people and Adrian, on that. I did it get a lot more I red have... in here i have to applaud you when you when you um noted that you know within like 30 minutes in the um the movie kind of pulls you in because 30 minutes in and i know this because i um actually i haven't seen the end of it because i watched it online but 30 minutes in is when i it's and it's a very similar uh there's at least i know just on the panic fest uh uh, site or not the penis fix site, but on Facebook to talk about that. There's at least five films where uh, a penis gets um, yanked off, cut off, grilled off, anything. Gong, and gong. curious enough, thirty minutes in is when that happens. Spoiler yeah. to everybody. So I yeah. think that's fine. Uh, that well, th- no, that that yeah, yeah. That,
3: that was that was a, a funny thing that I did see that somebody somebody made the comment about. Oh yeah, it seems like there's lots of penis trauma this year at panic fest and i i had to hold back on typing and go no that's every year yeah, every year every there's
1: year. penis trauma yeah,
3: again we can break it out the old dongong.
1: hi right. hi
3: hi hi adam roberts would you like to come on the show because you're the person who's choosing some of these films is there something that we need to discuss in a safe place? We have a couch here you can lay down on, and we
1: can process. Just we'll watch this. out for all the dongs. <laughs> well,
4: he, I, he may be the one who said it. it's like, yeah, we've got a quota; it's got to be at least five. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you must have this many dongs. Yeah, I, I think ride. I think
3: I think there's a minimum threshold of of three a year is is usually one year. Yours.
1: One year they're gonna freak out and they're gonna be like, oh my god, panic fest is one week away, we don't have we enough dicks. Have no- yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody,
0: find us horror shorts Please that are all a about, a about
1: dick mutilation, or find us a movie about dick trauma. We need yeah. dick.
2: That, if you I yell mean, dick, dick right trauma, there needs to be a short.
1: Panic dick fest dick will come. <laughs> panic fest, dick trauma. There we go. That's what we should do. We should start making little like, like commercials, like. <laughs> One <laughs> more week to Panic Fest. Have somebody like, what look like it's old, old, like, we ordered too many cars from the warehouse. What are we going to do with all these cars? We got too do, many. Tr- <laughs> got do, penises. Do, do, do we have enough severed penises? Come to Panic Fest for all your severed penis needs. We got. <laughs> We're slashing penises in half. <laughs> How much did you pay for this shattered penis? $25.95? No. <laughs> $35.95? No. <laughs> But just oh. the price of the virtual and the hybrid ticket, you get all these penises and more. Good
3: all these God. penises
0: must go. All oh, these
1: It's
4: insane.
1: <laughs>
0: all the penises at Panic Fest. So that being said, let us transition to our next film experience <laughs> S- that we all took in. Sleepwalkers. Was this Sleepwalkers for everyone? Yep. Uh, yeah. So I will say, it was my first time watching it. And again, mm-hmm. y- yes, exactly, Katie. <laughs> I held off buying that uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray that came yeah. out because Adam had mentioned way back in the day when he bought it, and he was like, dude, have you seen Sleepwalkers? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, my God. You got to watch it. The yeah. Blu-ray's out. And he's like, well, hold on. Because then like a week later, he's like, psst, 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 Mick Garris, psst, psst, 30th anniversary of Sleepwalkers. I'm like, oh. So to see it in theater with, again, everyone there yeah, with Mick Garris, but especially with one Genius McGee not knowing the oh, amount God. of cat content in this film. Hey, kitties! Yeah, I knew cats were involved, but I didn't realize how much, like, cat content, cat comeuppance, Clovis. Cat dra- cat trauma. Cat- oh, cat- the, the first instance of the opening oh scene my Genius, Genius, you saw it back in the day in the theater. But I haven't seen it since and yeah. the theater the baggage you now bring as a cat lover. And back in the day, I have to assume, when you saw it back in 1992... I wasn't that
1: much of a cat lover. (laughs) So watching it (laughs) with one Genius McGee, to hear him like (gasps) "Ooh, The opening scene! The
0: fucking opening scene! Yeah! Yeah. Genius's
3: hands went up, (gasps) and Greg, Greg, his arms went to his side, and his leg kicked up, because he wasn't expecting that, that field at the beginning.
0: And it should be noted, if you would like to hear a little bit more about Sleepwalkers, definitely check out the latest episode of Horroriversary with uh, as Adrian talks to Rob Dean because it's there's some phenomenal stuff in there. But I'm glad a little bit of appreciation was given to Mark Hamill's mustache because I didn't oh, realize man. number one he made the little uh, cameo at the beginning. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, this. It's
3: a, it's a, it's his pre-body
0: bag stash. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. He's 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 prepping for that. Now I will say this: I'm I'm going to admit. A little memory I had, and this is very much a Margot Roby kind of moment, and once upon <laughs> a time in Hollywood, was hearing people react to the trailers that yes. we programmed beforehand. And it's it's one thing to know people are gonna, you know, giggle at cat people and people are gonna applaud for you know critters too. But that little last bit with the cat from outer space. That killed. <laughs> and and that people killed. laughed. And I realized, okay, good. People are happy, we're going into this movie, and then the movie itself killed. And to hear people react every time Clovis came on screen. Oh god, Clovis. Oh my goodness. Every time one of your when the 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 cavalcade of all your favorite horror
1: directors shows yes. up on screen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh it was infectious. And again, it's just those kind of things when Stephen
1: that Stephen King shows up. Everybody's like, ah he's prof- gonna scare the hell out of you. Professional bumpkin. And you got <laughs> Tobey Hooper
4: showing
0: up.
1: And Clive Barker and uh Joe Dante Aunt
4: and M- John Landis. And John Landis. Um
1: <laughs> but I wasn't prepared
0: for the amount of as as uh-huh. Mick Garrisis. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. Mick Garrison said part of his motherfucker trilogy. Yep.
4: Yeah, um, when,
0: when when they
3: when they had the the stroking of the face going into the kiss, oh, Greg, oh. Greg, but but it was but it was also Greg also had that tense up of oh,
1: I did I did I did because
3: did <laughs> he didn't know it was coming. It just literally like he, you would have thought that like it was like like there was a major kill in the movie or like there was a giant jump scare because Greg just goes huh because
1: he's like I love you, mommy. I'm like ah. And like I, I, I know my hands went up at the cats, so, and then then like that. The, the
0: reveal in the mirror, when you see them, the cat people, <gasps> oh, yeah. it is just, and that was another incident, like, ooh.
1: But I'll tell you what, I want an army of kitty cats.
0: He, okay, hearing genius <laughs> under his breath going, goals, when like more and more cats are starting to get on the property. <laughs>
3: Oh, oh! Let, let's put it this way: Smash cut to like six months from now, and Genius has has a new cat that he's trying to to train to be an attack cat, like Clovis. That he names Clovis. He
1: names Clovis. Fuck yeah! If I get an attack cat, it's gonna be Clovis the attack cat. Uh, but
0: and then also again, when the cat comeuppance hits. To hear everyone reacting, and we
1: were in theater oh, one. When when they're putting out bear traps, and you just hear, <gasps> I know I went <gasps> like that, I'm like the, you fucking monster. When the, with the shot, kitten almost got it,
0: the shotgun blast that goes through Alice Krieg and then yeah. takes out the cat behind. I'm oh saying,
4: yeah! Oh my god!
3: <laughs> Greg, 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 uh, slapping his hands together. When when Clovis breaks the window, oh, yeah. <laughs> Greg's like,
1: Yeah, and then no, Clovis yeah, goes Clovis. running down and jumps out, and Genius and Greg are just like, Yeah. Oh, and then the, but everybody going, Oh, when he's looking at the deputy, I oh, uh, that broke my down. heart. Yeah. I almost Aww. cried. I was like, Oh, Clovis. But then, like, that, that movie when the um they get stabbed at the core and everybody cheering and laughing, corn cob. oh, magic. Well, and then our good friends,
0: the Nightmare on Film Street podcast hosted a great Q&A with Mick Garris afterwards. And again, to hear Mick Garris swear, (laughs) there is something so wonderfully velvety about it.
1: But also when he was like, yeah, and Clovis passed away, and it was like, oh, Aw. he's like, "Fuck you guys!" That was thirty years ago. That was ago. thirty, years, was 30 years,
4: ago. years ago. That was my favorite part of he the said, whole thing. He said, "Fuck you like, guys!" It was
1: thirty he, years it, and ago.
4: And he kept doing it because everyone's like, anyone talked about Clovis, like, oh, it's like, it's been fucking thirty years. What do you expect? I mean, give me a break. And I'm like, yay, Mick Garris. Oh
0: <laughs> Clovis will live forever in our hearts. Close track. <laughs> I
1: wanted an attack cat I'm telling you at the end when all the oh, kitty all cats them. are running in the air I was like I want an unholy army of the night of kitty cats
4: <laughs> and I
1: kept, and I had to go home and I had to listen to Lauren Hill because of that Enya fucking song oh yeah
4: that oh, song it. seriously it's just like a horrific lullaby that I will always love I always think whenever I think of that song. Whenever I hear that song, I always think of sleepwalkers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that was a phenomenal way to almost end the night, but then <laughs> there was the nine thirty screenings. And I believe genius. Did you take in allegoria or I wait, did. hold on? Well, no, I, I, I think we all,
3: uh, Saw Allegoria, but at that same time was the the film that I want to shout out. So I'll do it very quickly because I don't think anybody else got a chance to to see uh, the Outwaters. Correct?
0: Oh,
4: no, no, oh,
3: okay. Actually yeah, no. Okay.
4: Did you see that one?
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Well, cause...
4: not in theater. I okay. saw. I watched it online. Ah, what did
3: What did What did you think? <laughs> okay, I think that. I think that. Oh no. <laughs> I think that, that that tells me right there.
4: Yeah. Uh, it was. Blair Witch in the desert, but uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> that
0: is fair. We are a podcast of positivity.
4: <laughs>
1: I heard it was a fucking trip, but I think it was you that told me, yeah, that I would either love it or I would absolutely despise it. Yeah, I I, I
3: think there there's there's no real middle ground with it and in my review i, I mentioned that, that that it's going to be a polarizing film that that you're either on the wavelength or or you're not and as somebody who really enjoyed the film i can recognize that and it's not going to be everybody's cup right. of, of tea um i watched it directly after watching malibu horror story which again i i thought was okay but i was like oh another found footage movie let's let's do another one and i started at at 11 30 and was like oh, this is gonna be fine, it's it's gonna be great, and then like kind of dragged in the first half, and I'm like oh okay, how much yeah. how much time's left, and I'm like there's forty five minutes left, what what's yeah. gonna go on, and then it just goes on this crazy descent in into hell basically, and and I really liked everything that was was going on with it and with the starkness. I know, and that's what I think is gonna turn people off, like I like I said. I can see Katie making faces and everything, so I'm going to go very, very quickly. You're wonderful, and I appreciate you, and I'm sorry we disagree on it. Um,
0: that, that's the beauty, though. Yeah. We are of the kin that can disagree and still yeah. totally love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was a film that I watched with
3: earphones on and now uh, regret it because of, of things that, that happen in the movie that the soundscape is oh, very much all all over the place and that you you can't see things but you're hearing things and then you're hearing things that aren't of human origin and so when you have that directly in your ears and you accidentally turned on the dolby atmos in your headset and so it's even more clear and amplified (laughs) and you get to the very end of the film which just left me in a place that i was like okay Let's see. Oh, it's 1.30 uh, now. This is great. I'm going to go lay down. Uh, about five minutes later, it ended up being that the cat knocked something over, but I didn't know it. I just heard something was knocked over and went and checked all the doors and everything. Normally, when I do that to not cause a disturbance, I would just have the flashlight on, on my phone, but because a flashlight plays an important part into the movie... I just turned on all the lights in my house because I was like, I've seen this movie. I know that if there is something out there, it's going to be out of the corner of the fucking flashlight and I am leaving and my wife is never seeing me again and she's going to be killed by whatever entities in there.
0: Okay. This sounds like that might be like a life lesson movie for you, genius. Right. Right. Huh. Huh. Interesting.
4: I I think if I had seen this in a theater doing shrooms, I would have enjoyed it. (laughs) I, uh, I did not though I watched it at <laughs> home and it get it, it just the first it really was um kind of sl- that first half was really really slow I I mean the ending I thought was very interesting but and some of the can some of the shot but I mean the, it's just so extremely found footage with the running and running and running and. Then it, I yeah, it just was not. It was not one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, and, and but it that, does go
4: into the theme of Panic Fest yeah. with certain <laughs> films that we mentioned earlier. So I, I will just say that. So manga dick. <laughs> yeah.
3: We maybe, we we well, maybe, maybe 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 maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. It's uh, so, it's something.
4: It, okay. If they play it at Coachella, I think that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no one would sleep after it. I know. That's the thing. It's like, oh, shit.
3: <laughs> if, if I go back to my tent while I'm on shrooms, I'm going to be inside my mother's house. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: oh, now I'm kind of curious. I'm not going to lie. I think like, you all like, I just said, like...
3: It's, it's, But it's, it's going to be 50-50. It's sure. a movie where there's not really... Any any middle
1: ground? I'd be mean, like, this movie is fucking yeah. awesome, or like, this movie was fucking bullshit. Let me tell you why. So, like, <laughs> yeah. well, and that's why
0: I'm curious your reaction, genius. I might have to watch this one with you if we can.
1: Okay, because <laughs> there's been times where I'm like, <laughs> that, that look, harumph. yes, yeah, yes,
0: harumph.
1: harumph. It gradually <laughs> gets worse and worse and worse. And what do you think? Man, let me tell you. Well, I will <laughs> G-
3: say, genius goes. No one told me Ari Aster directed. This. No, yeah.
1: Uh, Second like, <laughs> AD, what the fuck?
0: An Ari Aster found footage film. Sign him up.
1: That's two of his favorite <laughs> about things. Rats. <laughs> about rats. About rats. <laughs>
0: well, that being said, I know th- about nine thirty, between the nachos, all the liquid. I I did hydrate appropriately, but between some of the nachos, the Hugo cluckety cluck. I started getting a little bit of the bubble guts. So I had to bow out about a quarter of the way through Allegoria. That being said, what did you think on that one?
1: I really I really enjoyed the first 20 minutes and I really enjoyed the last 20 minutes. The middle part was like, yeah, okay, cool. I get it. But like the first and last 20, I was like, this is very intriguing this is very unique and the characters at the beginning and the end i think sold it and so i like the way that it wasn't it was a total um anthology but not in the way that you would think Mm -hmm. isn't like the crypt keeper it was very anthology in the pulp fiction aspect where like time displacement and one thing leads into another Mm -hmm. thing and it's not until like halfway do you see that they're all connected so kind of like Half the fun was trying to figure out where in time and who these people are related to mm-hmm. and, um i thought i i definitely i'm not I'm not gonna put it into my rotation mm-hmm. but I could relate to some of the characters, you know I mean because it's all about artists and their literal personal demons, and so like. I mean, hell, like I, I was telling um, somebody outside of the thing. There's been I can relate because there's been times where I've been in the mirror, like you fucking got this, you can do this, you know. And I've never spit so much in somebody's face, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I thought it was unique. I, I I wish some of the the stories were a little bit more flushed out, but I thought there was some definitely some interesting aspects of it that I really appreciate. appreciated. Like, well, and it the brown be, note was cool.
0: And it should be noted, this is written and directed by Spider One, mm-hmm. who from Man 5000, who was in attendance, and I know Joe Lynch did a Q&A with them afterwards as yeah. well. What are your guys? And
4: Chrissy Fox. And yeah. Chrissy
0: Fox, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I assume, Katie, you were filming all of it, of course.
4: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I filmed um, that Q&A also. So what were your thoughts I- on this one? i think genius uh the way you described it is perfect that's how it's at um that anthology uh pulp fiction uh type setting i to be i i I can't give an accurate review of this because at this time with my flights and the debacle and all that stuff (laughs) from thursday to saturday at that time I had a total of like eight hours of sleep. Oh, so oh. I, and it's, I hate that I did this, but when the move is playing, it's like, all right, my eyes are closing, my eyes are clo- closing. And then it's like, I hear people clap. I'm like shit. And it's like, I, mi- I would miss right at the end of each of the segments. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it. I can't, I have not watched this fully to give it my all. But what I watched, I enjoyed. I love the like the song that was playing that the that they made i love the music i think a number of the performances were great and yeah i definitely i want to see it again to get i wish i watched this more in the morning Hmm. rather than at night because i know i didn't give it enough of my full attention and i that sucks regarding that because then That night, I got three hours of sleep to then start the next day. So, yeah, it was, I mean, but that's panic fest. I mean, you know, and it just, when you're going to a festival, just make sure you get there the full day before. And I, you know, I would like to see it again, though, because I think they, he did, um, spider One did a great job. And um, it's, I would say it's probably one of my top five of the festival in theater um, that I saw of a newer film. Um, but yeah, I um, again, I thought the sound and the music was really great
3: to, to to support what what Katie was saying there, the film and the thing that threw me off about it is it's literally only about 65 minutes long. Yeah. So so if you do literally not off for like just even a fraction of a second, you're
1: going to miss
3: it. <laughs> yeah, it, you're going to you're yeah. going to miss something that it would it would it would feel different if the film had like an extra 30 minutes or so that you'd be able to piece it together that if there's like if you're tired at just the wrong moment it throws it off and i didn't realize that that's how how short it was so like when i judged it at first it was a little bit off cuz i thought that it was going to be longer but it's right. it's it, it was really interesting the the work that he was he was doing i'm really interested to see if they collaborate together on something else what that becomes Shout out to possibly Big Baby. I think we would all say, Big "Oh baby. yes, yeah, Big Baby!" It, Big it, baby. It spe- especially if Big Baby is kept in like the the '90s uh, shot on video mm-hmm. aspect to yes. it. Yes, um, but it went a whole bunch of different places. I love the fact that the first thing that was in the movie was fucking John Enos, Yeah, of all people, mm-hmm. for people who doesn't who don't know who he is, John Enos was an actor and writer on Mister Show for 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 their en- entire run. He's done like commercials over the years, but I was somebody oh. who who grew up watching Mr. Show and like even uh got excited years later when they had Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip that the fact that two of the people that they had as writers in the writer room were uh Mark McKinney and John Enos and I'm like, "Okay, the thing doesn't the show doesn't completely work as a whole, but I know that they're trying because they have somebody who is a writer and an actor on Mr. Show and somebody who is a writer and actor on kids in the hall. And the majority of people aren't going to get that. So when John Enos is the first person I was like, yeah, John it's okay. I'm excited. And the, the, the movie goes like some unexpected places with, mm-hmm. with how it's doubling back on and everything. So it was one of those that even if there were parts that dipped a little bit, what was going on as a whole, I, I, I really enjoyed and respected yes. and That's why I can't wait to see what he does next. And this is a film that it's Shudder, right?
1: Yeah, Shudder bought it. Yes. And Very nice.
3: Now you might think, Okay, you're saying sixty-five minutes. That feels a little bit weird. Maybe I'm not doing it. No, no, no. If you've been watching the things that Shudder has been doing yeah. the last couple years when it comes to cultivating, they'll do these longer films, you know, that have high budgets, but they also have a section that's more concept stuff. Like a couple months ago, I think it was the the runner that they had on there. Uh, is what it's called that it premiered as a, a thing, but it was it was a movie that was made basically by a band. And it's a I be believe it's about a band. And it's a shorter film as well. Then a couple years ago, uh there was a film that I believe was called The Blood Machines.
1: Oh, Carpenter Brute.
3: Yeah. And that yeah, but The Blood Machines is another one that's about sixty five minutes and it played the festival circuit and Shutter yeah. got it and grabbed it. And it's another one of those concept mm-hmm. type films. It's like a music video. You know, exactly, but way. but it's fleshed out. So they they they're they're cultivating this really interesting thing where they're taking people who who have music backgrounds or like music video type worlds and, and are making these not long form films, but the these cool concept type things that that you're not really going to get a chance to see anywhere else. And so Allegoria completely fits in with these, and so it's really cool for Shudder to be like. Yeah, we can we can have these cool TV shows, we can have these movies that you're expecting, but then we've also got this stuff that's unlike things that you're going to find anywhere else that to to tune in on these different talents and different things that they're trying. So, the fact that Shutter picked it up, I think people should give it a try because it fits in with those other films that they've been cultivating the last couple of years.
1: I can't wait for we can have the Danzig double feature on their Shutter shout <laughs> Oh, good lord.
3: That that's that that's the other... Sp- End of the spectrum, and I
0: know you both were there for that one. Now that being <laughs> said, after Allegoria, there was of course the karaoke incident, the after party. Now I know Adrian. I, I assume you did not go to that. I I had to
3: to to, to get home because bow bow. I yeah I had a bow bow out uh, and drive bow since bow. I takes me a little bit time to get home and I didn't want to be sleepy behind the wheel.
0: That is fair. That is fair. Katie, by any chance, do you attend said after party?
4: So I attended said after party. Oh I picked one song. It was then sung two before me. And uh, here's the thing. If you want to sing good karaoke, don't sing the one that you were planning on singing at the top of your lungs and then lose your voice when oh. you get to sing because it's not the best thing. But what I enjoyed was the musical stylings of Mr. Genius McGee, uh, who started off the night on a high note, literally and figuratively, and um, actually, and ended um, that night on a high. I mean, doing the. Duo of Gangster's Paradise It's like bravo sir Bravo And yes. it's so
0: Freaking funny because I came in the next Morning on Sunday Adam lets me in <laughs> we're getting everything set up He's like have you heard I'm like what, what, what's going on he's like Genius Like brought the house down and I even texted Genius he's like and he says They're talking about me he was so <laughs> Excited that like that happened And again that's part of Panic Fest. That's the stuff that Adrian and I will never see because we're we're not those people. But Ad- but Genius <laughs> and Katie they will be out collecting all these memories, seeing all these things happening. Awesome, awesome.
1: I had a fun night. Of course it you was did. Fun. You it were was in your element, time. my friend.
4: Leaving- Leaving with Genius, it's like I felt like um, I was with a rock star. It's like, you nailed it. Oh, my God. that was amazing. It's like, I know him. I was just in there taking care of business. Bro. That's
1: all i doing. Just sitting there taking
0: TCB in <laughs> all freaking night. Now, that being said,
3: right well, I, w- I was going to say, this is the whole reason why when I go to something like Sin Apocalypse or I go to Fantastic Fest, I have to make sure to go to the stuff at night because when I'm here, I miss out on this stuff because I have to drive like 30 minutes to oh. get home. And when I'm other places, I'm like, no, I'm going to be close to where the stuff is. I'm going to make sure that I'm staying for
2: the action's close. at, What's
3: or that? or that or that I don't drink at a certain point because for when I have to 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 dr- to drive later on, because I know that it's like. I, I miss out on this stuff. So when I go to things like Fantastic Fest, I'm like, I'm doing everything,
1: and I'm not going to miss out on the craziness. See, this Let, is the problem.
0: This is the problem. I live five minutes away, and I went home because I know myself.
1: All I'm going to say, it was a very subdued and quiet place when you went. when I went in, but it was very loud and raucous as I left. It was. I, ba- it was basically tequila. I was- I would like to think that I left it in a better place.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's that's all we can do in this world. Exactly, exactly. Leave it a better place. Now, final day. Then Sunday. I only took. I it- didn't see
1: shit. <laughs> I stayed at home. I, fucking- I, I didn't wake up. I didn't wake up until later. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, oh shit, I going to go down to Panic Fest and I'm going to go watch a movie or something. And I sat down there and like. Then Greg was like, hey, because we were supposed to host Shakespeare originally, Shits yeah. Then. But then Greg was like, "Hey, you know, we don't we don't have to host it anymore." I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna take a nap because I'm still fucking tired." And I'll come <laughs> back. And so then I went over. No. I was fucking dead. <laughs> I was dead.
3: Ma- Mount Baldy and I were trying to figure out. We were like, "Wasn't Wait, wasn't Jay going to to Shakespeare's <laughs> store?" <laughs> uh maybe maybe he just went home and he and he took a nap. And then later on, we were like, "Wait, did he did he not come back for the other movie?" Nope. And we were like you know what, there's a chance that he fell asleep and was like, you know what, I want to take a little nap and I'll wake up and I'll go back, and then woke up and went, oh shit, I missed it.
1: That's exactly (laughs) what fucking happened. A chance. exactly what
0: fucking happened. A chance, come on now, come on now. (laughs)
4: Now,
0: that that. being said, I know a couple of people that took in some films, so Katie, what was the first that you took in on Sunday? Oh God, Katie, oh God.
4: Yep, the first film that I saw was The Dawning. Dawning. Yes, okay. dawning.
1: Okay. So this is Panic Fest, or was it the donging? No.
4: Dawning. Not the donging. But okay. The dawning. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's, I actually, uh, Adrian gave me a little recap of what I missed, which I thank <laughs> you for that, and I thank you when we left, because I was like, all right, I missed a bit of it, because I started talking to somebody, and, you know, that's one of the things about Panic Fest. This is the first year and two years that I've seen some of these faces, so it's like when I get a chance to see them and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna grab something, it's like, oh my gosh. And it's like crap, I missed 20 minutes of the movie. And I go back in and Anya's like, I'll catch you up. I'm like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, but I enjoy the dawning. Uh, I think the again acting is always key if mm-hmm. in any film, no matter the production, you know, budget and storyline if you've got some solid performances and I think this definitely did uh it's a it's a messed up story it's yeah. a sad story uh it's definitely not a pick me up you know from beginning to end and uh but I'm glad I saw it when I did I don't know if I would have uh necessarily watched it virtually mm. but I'm glad I got to see it in the theater and it's a shame because the director was supposed to fly in and their flight got canceled because of weather and different things and that's a shame because it was a pretty packed theater
2: yeah especially for
4: that time in the morning and I mean again this is me I went home from karaoke my mom had made stew she watched me eat it because she was so proud that she made it <laughs> I got up and got hold next morning and brought them to um the fest so I'm working on three hours of sleep and I Freaking powered through because that's what You do when you go to panic fest you watch some Great-ass movies you um, Hang out with some kick-ass people And you you know you do it And i'm glad i went to (laughs) Yeah i'm glad i went to the Dawning it's uh definitely A film i don't know if it's gonna get picked up anywhere And i don't think it has yet maybe but I think it's one to watch
3: Yeah it's it's another film that's Literally only about 74 minutes long Mm -hmm. And what they're able to pack In that time you're impressed by um mm-hmm. that there's some people who i think will be a little bit turned off by the ending and feel like it's been done a lot but the way it's presented here um I-, I think really works with the film and uh the the trauma level that's that's in it uh there's lots of unexpected places that the story goes and and twists that it's have but like katie said the acting is so phenomenal the relationship yeah. between the the two sisters and it is just a it, it's so good and it gets you and yeah i did tell katie afterwards because it was funny because the previous day we'd been having a conversation about sleep paralysis demons <laughs> and <laughs> and sure enough when she left what happened was a a very um, it's not so much visceral in like the terms of uh gore and stuff like that but like how effective and realistic um the the sleep paralysis demon scene is mm-hmm. because it's it's not done for just oh it that it's it's very much focusing on the person who's literally trapped there and sees a figure
0: is that is it anything like that documentary the, the nightmare, nightmare? Yeah. yeah yeah no that's
3: that, that's what like the scene that they do and they have another uh, little sleep paralysis demon part of it but like it goes interesting places because it it's very much a drama mm-hmm. more <laughs> than than anything else but cool. like the acting in it it was just was was superb i if the, if the two actresses showed up and anything else i definitely watch them because they are both fantastic and and they're acting as polar opposites which i think That's cool just just made it great
4: agreed no i think you explained that very well yeah those actresses are fantastic and i think the direction um that the direction of the film it i think was one of the best and uh just subtle things with cinematography because it's Mm -hmm. not like it was like a flashy production by any means but it definitely like for it being like set on this like you know massive farm and whatnot there are certain aspects of it that made it seem so claustrophobic even Mm -hmm. though you're out in these like huge spaces and but it really is it's the performances by the two lead actresses that make that film. Um,
0: again, another one I'm going to have to check out at this point, based on those that review there. Uh, what came next on that fateful Sunday? The creeping. Ah.
4: Yes. And this is the and one... which end what winning best? Yes. Uh, feature and yes. yeah, I mean that really took the cake. And the direct the um, director had flown in, director mm-hmm. and the producer had flown in from England for the world premiere of the film. Yes. Oh man. What's it about?
3: The creeping. What, what, what don't you understand? Okay,
2: <laughs> it, it's in the so,
1: title. So basically, it's about like some dude who just kind of like hangs around, like pencil thin mustache, I, pencil thin mustache outside <laughs> that <they're>, like <laughs> kind of. I,
3: I mean, it ta- it takes place in the remote English countryside. Okay. It doesn't never good. Nothing yeah. ever good comes. It from there. It, do, it does have a little you know cold open uh, scene where there's girl's being told this story. Um, it's a kind of you know spooky story to set her to sleep and then basically the spooky story that she she hears comes true in a ah. way and then it 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 jumps ahead and the main actress has gone um, back to her grandma's home where she was in and in, in the beginning saying to help take care of her grandma because um, her her mom passed a long time ago and her dad is has recently passed and mm-hmm. She's trying to take care of her, her grandma who's suffering from uh dementia and, Is it a relic? and Alzheimer's. But not how you think. Okay. okay. Not how yeah. you think. But but it do, it does have uh, a feeling of that. It's another one that has lots of throwback vibes to um like English uh Hammer horror. But no, I was going to say more so like ghost story films oh, okay. of like the 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 70s and 80s and like the way that it's shot that they have really long focus shots that kind of hold for a period of time, lots of atmosphere.
4: Yeah. I think the changeling with, um, a bit of the shining to it. Yeah. And I definitely for the budget they had, I forget what it was, but by far the best special effects of the festival. I cinematography. Yeah. Mm. I, and, um, again, amazing performances. And, little bit sick and twisted in the head that I am. I was attracted to the antagonist and um, you see the film. You'll know why that's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I know, I know I probably should go to therapy. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I thought that antagonist not. I mean, why he was the antagonist. That's that's sick. But um, no, just the look of the antagonist was like, hi, how are you doing? Um, Jesus, yeah. Katie. It's been a while. Um <laughs> but uh, we're getting real. Let's get real. Hey,
3: hey K- but, Katie, it, it would have been for him too.
4: Yeah, I know. Caesar, there you go. <laughs> oh, good lord. But uh the but I think one of the things that was so great about the film is that, you know, at the end when they had the QA, just the honesty that um both the director and the producer were talking about, like making the film, you know, during the pandemic. Um, the budget, everything they had to do. I mean, they both did so many things in the oh. film, like set designer, um, wardrobe, music, editing. I mean, yep. you look at the film and it's like their names are on so many aspects. And, you know, to the detriment of the director's help a little, bit, health a little bit. And it was, <laughs> you know, just to hear that honesty of what he did and to see him just be completely enamored of everyone in that because th- i mean you know that was a pretty full theater even for the q a and yeah. that says a lot especially for the world premiere and it's so happy that we got that i got to see that like you know firsthand world premiere with people who are like you know flew all the way in like that's one of the um you know things i love about panic fest mm-hmm. i mean to see that and see those eyes light up and it's like look you did it it was worth it yeah um, and, you know, next time they're
3: going to do it, you know, have a, lot, a much bigger budget. <laughs> it, it, yeah. For what they're I know we keep on mentioning the budget with it. But what you have to understand is this movie doesn't look the budget at no. all. There, there's there's so many films that are made nowadays that, that are trying to be set within a certain time. The movie's set in 1985 and it feels like like it's in in that time. I mean, the, the way that they're I was even talking with him. Uh, afterwards, about just the, the way that they use the the cinematic language and like the way they're framing it. Like, there's a part where the main character is coming up to a door, and the way that they're shooting it is from far away. So you have like the trees curling, and you have foliage, and the way that it's surrounding them is capturing that that feeling of English uh, ghost story films that were being made at that time. And he and he mentioned he was like, I didn't know if that was going to come across. I didn't know if people were going to realize that that's specifically what we're we're emulating and why we were setting it in that time so like to hear that that thought is actually going into it is i I think what just elevates the film a lot it's it's just impeccably well done for for the conditions that they had to make
0: it in and and their budget
4: yeah. Jamie like the- Hooper is the director. I keep saying the director. It's like Jamie Hooper. Well done. Well, Jamie well, Hooper.
0: And it seems like that's a through line with a lot of these films is that they went through a lot yeah. during, you know, shooting during COVID to make these films and the fact that they're that good just shows the, you know, the amount of talent behind all, you know, the people involved. Well, and I think the big thing
3: about it is that we're saying films that that were made during the pandemic we're not saying pandemic films sure and that yes Yes. that's the point that we're getting away from because if you if you mention to it and i want to make sure that we're differentiating for lots of people here is that when you see revealer it doesn't have the feeling of the other films that were hey we made this during the the pandemic the creeping doesn't have the feeling of hey we we made this during the pandemic you don't have that you know oh we're we're keeping it only in this distance and, and we wrote it for, for that. No, these are actual films that people wrote to be like if we were making this in 2019 what would have been like if we we're making this in 2025 right. that they, they don't have that feeling that you did of the first several films that were coming out that these feel like movies and it's it's mm-hmm. truly a testament of these people who said hey I have a vision I have something that I want to get done and it comes through in the films
0: and this is one that I know I will be Seeking out soon because it definitely fits a lot of the stuff I think that I really enjoy. So definitely looking forward to that. Now that after the creeping, what was the next film you all took in? Is it Shakespeare's Shitstorm? Oh, okay, then I can talk about that because I again, Katie, my apologies. I thought originally that was starting at like at like 6:30. It wasn't. It was starting at 6. So by the time I got there. They had already played, you know, Todd had done the intro, there was the Joe Bob intro, and so I felt bad because I had to sneak in, and Jay was there, or Jesse was there, Katie was there, and was like, Katie, can I sneak by and sit right next to you? So my apologies, Katie, for, uh, you know, getting into the personal bubble there in your personal space.
4: You do not. Ne- you never have to apologize um, regarding that. If anyone's going to be my snuggle buddy on that couch <laughs> at Panic Fest, watching a movie, especially one like that, Greg, you are my number one. Well,
0: and you know what? It's not the first time we've done that. Because to be fair, back in the day, we watched Color Out of Space neck and neck. And we
4: did.
0: We and <laughs> we did some squirming then, and we definitely yeah. did some squirming during this one. And it should be noted. Good old Uncle Lloyd was all over Panic Fest this year. Yes. And from him just attending the movies, the shorts, you know, he's he's a film fan. Yeah. And he is just so important for cinema, independent cinema. And I know, and I'll be I'm the first to admit, trauma isn't necessarily my thing. I appreciate them, I think, more than I like them. And I mentioned this on Patreon, but shake hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm was probably one of my biggest surprises of the fest. I was shocked how much I was taken in by it, by what I think he was going for. And again, he's putting everything through a trauma filter. So guaranteed it's going to offend 99% of the people that watch it. But given what he was trying to do, and he talks about like perspective in the movie, I think his heart was really in the right place. And quite honestly, as he said in his Q&A, He knows he's getting up there. This very well could be the last thing he directs. And if it is, it's not a bad way to go out. Now, that being said, Katie, what did you think on this one?
4: So one of the things I and I know you said you snuck in and you apologize. I love the fact that you were there because I um, really appreciated that we could whisper some like things that were surprising us at the same time. Like there were definite messages you know, regarding the opioid um, addiction problem, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pro-rights, um, you know, cancel you know, cancel culture, culture, all that stuff. I mean, he covered everything in the film, but he did some of it in a way that I was like, I was, I, I didn't realize it was going to be like that. Mm-hmm. I knew it, there was going to be, I mean, let's face it, if it's a trauma film, there's going to be a lot of tits, a lot of ass and all that stuff. And there definitely was. Uh, But I did not think like so many of these serious, like, um, you know, subjects were going to be brought up in a way that was well done. And I mean, one, I love Uncle Lloyd, like uh, I will always have fondness for trauma because of Toxic Avenger. I remember watching that way too young like single digits young oh, no. and oh, um, laughing my ass off because it was just the most absolutely ridiculous thing so much um, with the gore and then hearing Toxie's voice. And <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm always going to be, a, there's always going to be a little bit of a trauma girl in me. Uh, so I, Shakespeare's Storm, I've heard things about it. I, <laughs> I, I may have been warned, uh, about it a little bit, yeah. that maybe I should skip it. But I mean, when you've got Uncle Lloyd there talking about it, you know, he's gonna be in the theater. It's like, that's an experience that I'm never ever going to miss. And I'm so glad that I got to see it there. You know, I you know they picked up on a number of, uh, he made sure to use the quotes from Shakespeare in The mm-hmm. Tempest. Um, I think some of the best quotes of um, Shakespeare's The Tempest in uh, the film and I feel like that was one of the ones where um, you've got a mangled dig, definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of diarrhea, a lot, oh, a lot of brown town going into uh, that film that I, I didn't know that uh, whales could do that. And uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that I didn't realize some stuff could do that, but again, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it with you and I'm especially glad that uncle Lloyd was there and you know then at the q a talking about the stuff that he's doing that he signed an nda and he kept forgetting oh, yeah and, St- <laughs> and stacy's saying it's like nda it's like he's talking about like guardians of the galaxy three and some of the stuff and she's like nda it's like stop talking uh yeah it's just that and um you know one of those i don't want to say bucket like um bucket of shit list that um I, you know, I don't know if that's even a thing, but not really. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad I was in the theater to watch it.
0: Here <laughs> is one of my favorite moments of the festival is we're watching this movie and we see, and there's a shit ton of cameos in this film. And I will say oh, yeah. the last 20 minutes actually goes a little bit S word-esque for you, Adrian. So my, the, like the hairs in the back of my neck kind of went up, but my favorite moment was... Amidst the cameos, freaking Katie whispered me, she's like, is that Jenna Jameson? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I think it is. And it's little things like that that really added to it. But like I said, between that, the little Q&A that Todd did, and also on Sunday, should be noted, the Horror Virgin podcast and the Cult podcast put on fantastic live performances as well. But definitely, no, that one was awesome to experience with you, Katie. So
4: thank you for that. You are well. And you know what? I don't think I whispered. I actually its like, is that Jenna Jameson? I think I said that pretty loud when it was because that was actually a shock to me. A number, number of the other people, it's like, OK, OK. It's like, wait, is that OK? That was a surprise. I don't know why Jenna Jameson was the biggest surprise to me, but she was.
0: You know, again, it's the baggage we bring. It's the baggage we bring. Yeah. Now, that being said, <laughs> I believe both of you ended up closing out panic fest that night with one final film is that correct yes yes oh boy oh boy so yeah did you both attend uh dash cam yeah katie how do you want to handle this (laughs) (laughs) with kids gloves what's going on here
4: well i think i will say i mean and this and i will say i will make the statement with the knowledge that the sadness um was in this festival i would say that dash cam will probably be the most divisive and controversial film of the festival yes adrian do you agree with that
3: what 100% i w- i will put the the caveat uh that i do with most other uh, films is that uh, it's a film that you are either going to love it or hate it. Uh, it's not going to be for everybody. There's plenty of people who absolutely adored the movie when we saw it. So I, I, I want to put that out there that if it's a film that you're interested in, go and give it a try.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, I... and Katie froze.
1: Oh, no.
0: Did Katie freeze, like, literally? Uh Uh-oh. She's gone. Okay, hold on. Yep. Yes, we literally just lost everything here in a second, and as Katie said, we're just going to blame Dashcam at this point.
4: Yeah. It would be that fucker in Dashcam. She would have done this.
0: So we are we we are running a little late here. So I do want to go ahead. Let's get final thoughts on dashcam and then kind of our overall thoughts on Panic Fest. Because poor Genius is losing steam. He's like a he's like a steampunker without any uh, without any water.
4: Dashcam, I going in not knowing anything about it. I thought it was brave to have the protagonist be such an unbelievable asshole. Uh, then to find out more about the actual film and stuff about the person, uh, I did not find it all that brave or that funny. And it just was a lot of running, a lot of, uh, people getting hit by cars, but then, uh, apparently being able to walk around and do stuff and a lot of blood that I don't know where it was going, but just a number of instances that it's like. One, you're just an asshole. Like, this is just an asshole being an asshole. And really, you're going to, when such, like, when an instance happens, and it's like, that's how you guys are going to solve it, or that's how, it just didn't make sense to me, some of the things. But again, there was a lot of running, a lot of people getting hit by cars. And I was very surprised, because Host was one of Mm. my favorite films. uh, The year it came out, what, 2020? Uh, so I, I don't know, maybe I had expectations regarding this, um, just because I knew it was the same director, but, uh, I, I watched it and, and that's, and that'll probably be the last time I watch it.
0: Oh, wiggle your thing there somehow. Can you hear me? Yes.
4: Now I can hear you. I was like, is it me? I'm just like leaning in.
3: (laughs) So I I agree with Katie. It's a film that people are going to be of of two minds about basically you like it or Or dislike it. And can you hear Greg? Yep. I'm trying to make sure I see her leaning in. I feel bad. So.
0: it's time to wrap things up. I think the mic cords are going bad. Okay, you know we're uh, right. but but yeah, <laughs> just, just, just we'll see you in your dream. No, <laughs>
3: yeah, just j- just go online and 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 look up dashcam, and you'll be able to decide for your, for yourself.
0: That's totally fair. That's totally fair. So that being said, sincerely, thanks to both of you for mm-hmm. number one taking the time to talk with us, but and number being two part of yeah. our Panic Fest memories. Yeah, again, the memories made this 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 year. All come about because of the people I've met through this podcast that wouldn't be available without this podcast and it'd beyond appreciated. So, thanks to both of you. Thanks to Adam, to Tim, to everyone at Screenland that made this year's Panic Fest one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. So, sincerely. Now, that being said, we've got some good stuff coming up here to close out the month of May, uh, of which technically we'll be bringing Adrian back for this one. Uh, I will say we will be talking about marital devices. Amongst other things. So until that time, this is Greg D. <laughs> I,
1: I so want to do it. I just so want to like say it. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And I'm Genius
0: McGee. And we will see <laughs> yeah. you in your dreams.
3: It's for Jack It Off!